Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beer and Money here on TalkShoe as part of the PWP Nation Network. You can check out PWPNation.com for a lot of great articles, editorials, breaking news. And you can check out PWP Nation on Twitter at PWP Nation as well as Facebook.com slash PWP Nation. And you can check me out on Twitter at JCD1219 and why. Well, Let's get right into it. I think we have Nate on. I'm waiting on Chris to get on, so we're going to get started. Nate, you there? What's up? What's up, dude? Yeah, I want to talk about Jokic. I mean, great balls of fire. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get there in a minute. I'm waiting for Chris to come on because apparently there's a little inter-show beef going on, and I wanted to start the show and give Chris a chance to address it. I'll, I'll fill you in if you haven't been following what's going on. Well. Apparently, Chris and Caden. Caden is the kid who hosts the Uncensored show on uh, PWP Nation on Facebook Live. And apparently, they have differencing opinions on uh, on Finn Balor. On Balor. Um, Chris, you know, has his point of view that he thinks Balor is pretty much entrance and theatrics and not much else and Caden has fallen on the side of you know how could you say that Ballard's a great worker this that and the other thing and it would have been fine if it ended with um you know just that hey you think way A I think way B and you know what it just it is what it is but apparently Caden took I guess he took Chris to task about it yesterday on his show, and when I offered Caden, and this is, I'm going to be honest with you, this is the part I don't like, I offered Caden a chance to come on, and, you know, why don't you talk, why don't, you know, I'll give you guys, you know, 25, 30 minutes, you know, you guys state your case both ways and let's put it to bed. Caden took the avenue of, well, once I talk about it on my show, I'm done with it. Mm. And then this afternoon, posts on Facebook that he's waiting for Chris's response to see if Chris will respond to him, and then he put the hashtag irrelevant. That I don't like. I think that yeah. that's wrong. And, you know, I mean, listen, I've done your show a million times. You've come on here. You know, you and I have talked. You know, Chris has talked. You know, even the guys at PWP, Justin, you know, all that, this whole community of guys that – you know, there's times where we have been nowhere near the same page. Forget about the same page. We've been nowhere near the same book. But never once 
have I ever, have you ever gotten it to a point where now we're taking shots at each other? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's pro wrestling. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, we got I, we got a crazy guy in North Korea who wants to kill everybody, and we're about about if Finn Balor is a good worker or not or whatever. Yeah, and Come on. I mean, I mean, and and you know, we, we I, I've said this, we've all kind of said this, especially the last year, year and a half or so. You know, things are meant to be a distraction at the end of the day. You know, there's yeah, too exactly. much other. Everyone's got their own shit going on. Then you add on all the other shit. You know, I mean. I mean, I'll, be, I'll give you a perfect example. Me, Aaron Ramadoff, and Jay, we couldn't be any more opposite on the political side of things. But we could always bring it back to, hey, did you watch Raw? Did you watch SmackDown? Did you watch NXT? Whatever the case may be. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know what? Whatever differences we may have on certain things, they go completely out the window and next thing you know, we're all bullshitting for 45 minutes to an hour about what Roman did or, you know, what what are they doing with Rollins or Wyatt or, or this one. And I feel like this thing with, with Caden and, and Chris, and if Chris feels, you know, fuck it, I don't need to address it, whatever it is, what it is, then I will totally respect Chris's opinion and we'll move right on, you know. But yeah. I I just feel like... To go that avenue, and especially, I think it was the Facebook post that really got me, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to see if he responds to me. If not, he's a relative. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Don't hold me to it that that's exactly what he said. That's where it's like, all right, now we're going down a different road, you know. And, you know, the, the kid's a good kid for the most part. I just think he's going about this wrong. Like, this is the same kid who was handling the PWP Twitter one night before uh, TakeOver Orlando and said what everybody and their mother thought, what you, me, Justin, Chris have talked about for weeks before, that Ember Moon was not ready to, to, to beat Oscar, right? And the kid got destroyed for it. And you know what? Oh we God. all went to bat for him. Like, the kid was getting destroyed in the sense that he was getting called a racist, you know, oh, you're only saying that because he's black. And not that not that Chris or any of the PWP guys were really saying that, but just on Twitter you're getting people saying that. And we all went to bat for him, you know. No, yeah. that's not the case. You know, we're talking about – he's talking about purely from a storyline, from a character development. So this isn't a case of, you know, fuck this kid or this kid's a punk or this kid's anything like that. It's just in this case I feel – are you on twice? No, it might be Justin. He's from Connecticut, okay. too. Justin, you there? Yeah, I'm on. Okay, all right. Just give me a second, okay? You know, it's not like, oh, fuck this kid. This kid's a punk. This kid's a jerk, whatever. You know, he's, yeah. he's an asshole. It's just, this is going a little, it's gone a little far. And I, I wanted to give Chris the chance. Like I said, I invited the kid on, you know, let him and Chris talk it out, you know, 20, 25 minutes, a half hour, and mm. let's put it to bed. He didn't want to. He felt his show was the end-all, be-all for it. I don't exactly agree with that when you're going to take shots after the fact. But like I said, if whatever Chris wants to do when Chris gets on, I'm going to let him do it. So yeah. just you know, just so you know where, where I'm going with to start. 
No, I know. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but in the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to talk yeah, about Jock, if you want to talk about Jock it. Jock it. PMS, we're going to have a women's tournament. PMS, we the king women. That. The blood's going to flow. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I said this to you when you called me before. Uh, I thought it was a joke. I thought maybe I somebody's thought. Twitter I was got hacked. For news. I, was I thought for it was a hack. I thought it was... Uh, Justin, have you seen this? What's that? Apparently, the July Raw pay-per-view is going to be called Great Balls of Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nate, I just talked to Nate before. Okay. Uh, he called me at like 2.30, and I was like, what? Because we were talking about it because Payback was supposed to be in Hartford or something. No, bad and I kept, Bad blood. We, but, yeah, we, we, best, we both kept looking online for tickets because I was going to get some, and me and Nate were going to go. And he just told me, no wonder why they're not on sale. And then he, he just broke that news to oh, me, and, which is good because I'm glad because at the same time, like, I there's a house show in Bridgeport, which is, like, 20 minutes from me. So, and my son is huge. I got him into WWE now. So, I'm glad I got those tickets and didn't just sit around and wait for that shit. Is it the same you know? night? Is it July 9th? July no, 9th? no, no, no. This, this one's well, no, bad June 3rd, but I was, I, was up, I was up in the air. Like, do, should I just not get oh, the house show tickets? Do the pay-per-view tickets? or do the house show? I got yeah, that. But my, but my son's favorite wrestler is AJ. So, since he stayed on SmackDown, I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll just do that. He likes Orton and stuff like that. So I, I was like, you know what? It, and the New Day's coming. Hopefully they're there by then. He loves the New Day. Yeah, so Cole should be okay by then. Cole, Cole I, I've heard the latest they'll be they'll be in is after Backlash. That that's what oh, I that's with perfect. Kofi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's like middle of May. That. I think it's mid May. That's yeah. But when yeah. Backlash is, so the, yeah, he'll be he'll be in by then. So his his ankle stuff wasn't. Wasn't that bad. So, yeah, so we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Crotch Rot <laughs> coming yeah, July rot. 9th. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the biggest news of it is they have already announced that Lesnar, that will be Lesnar's first title defense. Yeah. Um, They didn't even, even in the ad, they didn't say against who. Usually sometimes the ads give it, um, give it away and whatnot, but they didn't do that here. <laughs> I wonder if they're setting it up as maybe unofficially the winner of Braun and Roman on uh, on Sunday will be maybe the unofficial number one contender. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking Braun's going to win it then because I think yeah. they're saving Roman for Lesnar for yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, they I guess that's start, the game plan. So. Yeah, they already started that thing with Strowman coming down and pushing Lesnar and saying that after I'm done with Roman, you know, I'm coming for you. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is what it is. I, I but. just wonder. I, I, I always felt, and we'll, we'll get into the payback predictions in uh, shortly. And uh, okay, we got Chris on. Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's, hey, what's up, up okay. Chris? Okay. Uh, this is totally your call because I don't like what I saw this afternoon. If you wanna, do you wanna get into this whole thing with? Caden about Balor, or do you just want to let it go, whatever it is, what it is? I'm behind a loop. What happened? Fuck, how does this come off as me not being a trouble troublemaker? Caden basically, Caden, I guess, addressed the whole Balor thing yesterday on his show, 
and then this afternoon on Facebook posted that he was waiting for your response um, to see if you would respond, to, to see if you listen to anything else or watch anything else on PWP, and he put the hashtag irrelevant. Um, tell him that I have a job and I have a life and I have better things to do than to do Facebook drama. And okay. if he really wanted to beef with me, he could have just messaged me or asked me to come on his show. Well, so. I, and, and I, I actually invited him on. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was like, listen, you know, do you, you, you want to work this out? You know, I'll give you guys 20, 25 minutes. You let it, you know, you know, you, you air out both sides of it, and, you know, that's it. And he, he told me, no, he felt his show yesterday was the end-all, be-all for him. Yeah, see, which, and that's the problem right there. And uh, I've talked about this with Jay before. Now, if you remember JCD, this was like, I think, uh, maybe two years ago or three years ago, and I think you were part of this show. Now, I've had my disagreements with Jay before, but the one thing that I do appreciate about Jay is he's very good at debating. Now, if you remember to the listeners out there, about like three years ago, it was like three years ago or four years ago, we did a Benoit anniversary show. You remember that? Remember that? Oh, yeah, I was on that. And uh, that was the show me and Bill Pritchard went head-to-head on. Right, yeah, Jay did a um, Jay did a Benoit anniversary show, and what Jay did, I'll give him all the credit in the world. It was a it was a two hour blog talk Benoit thing, and all he did, like Jay, he advertised the fuck out of it. He advertised it on Facebook, he advertised it on Twitter, he advertised it like on every wrestling page he was a part of. He even went to that old wrestling roundtable page to those that remember that guy, those guys, and and a lot of folks called in. It was like one of the most downloaded uh, podcast that PWP ever got when we did blog talk. And the thing that I give Jay is he didn't shit on anyone else's opinion. He let them call in. He let everyone uh, tell their their piece. Like, did you think it was to happen? Do you think Benoit was framed? Like, do you think it's a conspiracy? Like, he didn't interrupt. It was a neutral, because Jay knew that everybody had different conflicting opinions about Benoit. And I remember when you were going, you know, face-to-face with, with Pritchard for a bit, and, you know, it was a neutral ground. And when everyone got all their shit in about what they thought about it, Jay gave his opinion and then basically just thanked everybody for, you know, calling in mm-hmm. and then did the episode and uploaded it. And it was really one of the episodes that really put the PWP brand on the map. And I've always appreciated Jay for that because, in my opinion, that's how debate should go. So if, for instance, I'm being theoretical, if JCD thinks that John Cena is the best of all time, and I think he's not the best of all time, then what, <laughs> <laughs> then what Jay would do is he would host a show, like, on a neutral field where, like, you would talk for 30 minutes, I would talk for 30 minutes, and it's whatever. But what I don't like about PWP now is there's some people, I'm not going to say their names, but there's some people, what they do is that they use PWP as an outlet to get their shit out. And then they'll just use their show to format their own opinions, but it's like they don't want to debate you. So if you want to, so if, so for instance, if this Caden dude, right, or whatever the fuck his name is, if he really feels strongly about it, he could have invited me on a show, or he could have messaged me as he was doing the show, but he doesn't do that. Instead, he's going to outlet it on his show where he has control, and then he's just going to call me out on something. So it's like you don't want to talk about it on that's, a mutual. That's where, and I don't mean to cut you off, bud, but that's where he could, he pissed me off, to be honest with you. It's, it's one a pussy thing, move. It, it's one thing for you to, like you said, you think A, 
I think, be. Me and Nate were just talking about this before you got on. That's fine. And even if, you know what, if if you want to have the la- your last word on your show even, okay, don't 100% agree with it, but all right, you know, whatever. What yeah, you know, he, me, he just... Because I he know he's that. a good kid. I know he's he's not a he's not a bad kid. He's and here's a, proof. And he, I can give you more proof of how much of a pussy he is. Because wait, the thing hang is, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me let me just put this out. What got me was the comment this afternoon. Like, if you want to put it to bed, then you know what? If you're telling me this is a dead issue, then why are you coming at me 12 hours, 24 hours later saying, oh, you're waiting for my response? Well, I thought it was a dead issue, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's where it got me. And that's where, you know, we between me and him, we always get on each other for age because me and him are on completely opposite ends of the age. Right, we joke about like, that. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Hey, listen, I'll be the first one to call and say, oh, here I go being old and senile again. But that's where this kid shows that he's still just a kid. Because mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be fair. Like, when he got attacked for the, for the Ember Moon thing, I went to bat for him because I knew what the kid was saying. It, was, it wasn't anything more than character and storyline. And we all talked about this a million times over, that Ember Moon should not have been an Oscar takeover. The, ca- the story wasn't there. The character wasn't developed enough. How many times, I think it was you, Chris, that said it. Who is mm-hmm. Ember Moon, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about. But the kid, he posted that on a Wednesday night during NXT, got fucking crucified for it, by, by people on Twitter for it. And, you know... So, you know, we we all, like I was saying to Nate, we all have our own things. We all have our own lives, point of views. You know, like I've said, me, Aaron, and Jay couldn't be any more different on a political spectrum, a way of life spectrum. But at the end of the day, hey, did you see what they did with Reigns on Raw the other night? (laughs) No, 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 I'm being serious. That brings us together. No matter what, you know, no matter what Aaron thinks politically, no matter what Jay thinks socially, no matter what I think, you know, economically, whatever, the minute you bring up Raw, SmackDown, NXT. It brings us all together. Exactly. And that's the whole point. And I feel like this thing, now he went somewhere it shouldn't have gone. Right. What is is the beef about? What is the beef, it? Just, I, it is the beef, Justin. I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle. The beef is he likes Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor's overhyped. I've given X. And here's the thing, okay? And this is what I was talking to Jay about the other day. And as I'm getting older, a lot of because Jay he's a Jay is a remnant from this old group called the Wrestling Roundtable uh, that was really popular. It was like one of the first kind of like I guess you could say wrestling podcasts. And uh, I wanted to, one, a lot of the people in the wrestling roundtable, they used to always say a particular thing. And at the time, I didn't get it. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to get it. Like the other day, like obviously, I'm mainly a wrestling fan, right? I, do, I don't really follow sports like that. I know of it, but I couldn't have a conversation with you about NFL or NBA. Like I know a few names, but I don't know enough yeah. about sports. But one thing that they would always say in the wrestling roundtable, and I would never get it, but now I'm starting to get it, is they say, 
that when fans of the NBA are, like, debating, oh, who do you think is going to make the playoffs this year? Or when people are talking about the NFL draft, like, oh, what player do you think is going to get drafted to what team? Like, people disagree, like, in the sports community. People disagree, like, in the golf community. People disagree politically about who they want to vote for. But regardless of who, who you feel is what, when people debate, like, in politics and when people debate, like, in sports, people might disagree, but they're always, like, professional about it. Only in wrestling, only in the wrestling community will people disagree or will people say something you don't like, and then they'll fucking block you for it. It's so stupid. And they're right, because that happens all the time in the wrestling community. Someone can say, I think John Cena is great, and then someone can say, oh, fuck you, and then block you. Like, you're going to block the person just because they like John Cena? Like, that's stupid. And they're absolutely right. That happens all the time. So what pisses me off about this Caden kid is I've posted stuff on Facebook completely unrelated to wrestling. Like, you know, JCD knows I'm a nerd, right? So, like, I'll, like the other day I posted that I was watching Star Wars Rogue One for the first time. He liked that. Um, the other day I, I was posting information about Young Justice Season 3. Um, the Young Justice is like an animated show that got canceled a few years ago, and now yeah, it's going to get right. Yeah, I've been messaging you, like, you know, like it, and, you know, you, you, you like the comic book movies and stuff like right, that. Right, right. So, I'm all in on that, man. You know? Right, and he's liked my stuff. So I've posted stuff like that, and he's liked my stuff, which tells me, awesome, like we have other stuff in common. Like JCD, he's into Star yeah. Wars and shit. And so sometimes we talk Star mm-hmm. Wars or we'll talk like the newest Marvel movie or the newest DC movie or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like JCD said, we can have differences, but like when we talk about something we like, it's like it all comes together and like, oh, that shit doesn't matter. So it's like I posted stuff that this Kading kid likes. Then as soon as I say, I don't like Finn Balor, it's like he just flips. And it's like, well, fuck, you know, Aaron is a huge Triple H mark. I don't care for Triple H, but that's not going to affect our friendship. Like, he knows that I'm joking about Triple H. He knows I'm just fucking with him. (laughs) And he knows when he jokes about CM Punk, he's just fucking with me. It's like a rib, you know? So Aaron and I, we can can agree to disagree. And it's like with this Caden kid, like JCD said, when he gets angry, his age shows. And it's like when you disagree with Caden, all he says is, K or okay so it's like wait a minute that's not how a debate works when you're debating someone you have to refute what i'm saying so for instance he likes finn say, balor. I, I, agree. I agree with you 100 percent. i'm not a huge finn balor fan i think he's overrated too i'm not gonna lie sorry but right. that's just me right. in my, in my right. Right. it's not like i said finn balor sucks it's not like i said like finn no, balor no, garbage no, no. i just exactly. simply right I explained why I don't think he's good, you know. So I said, okay, I'm explaining why I think he's not good. So why don't you refute my argument? Okay, I said that Finn Balor is not interesting without the face paint, and I said that he's not interesting without the club. I said that Finn Balor by himself is just a bland 190-pound cruiserweight. So refute and my told, argument. Yeah. And he, could, and he can't me. do that. So, I've been telling Nate he should go heel like, and go back to the club. But, the, but just like you're saying, that little, you know, who cares about the debate? Like Nate came over to my house for WrestleMania. I wanted Orton to win the title against Bray. He said he's going to drink a bottle of bleach if Orton won. You know what I'm saying? We didn't care. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I mean, stupid to fight about. You it's, know? it's like JCD said, man. Like his his age shows. I don't know like his exact age. He looks he looks very young. Like 17. JCD. 
Yeah, yeah, he's young. He's young. We, Anthony and I, we have like an Avengers joke between us. Like, if you've seen the the most recent Civil War movie when uh, Iron Man and and, uh, and Warhammer are fighting like Ant Man and he gets big and Spider Man's like, hey guys, you see that old like Star Wars movie? And then uh, yeah. War Machine's like, Jesus, Tony, how old is this kid? And then Tony's like, he's on the young side. So. There was like a conversation JCD and I were having. I think we were talking about what were we talking about? I think we were talking about JCD and I were talking about the Adam Cole uh, situation in Ring of Honor, and then like Caden just came out of nowhere and he was like, "Hey guys, like, did you ever see like that?" Uh, he was like, "Did you guys uh, have you guys seen like the Money in the Bank match between Punk and Cena?" And we we're like, "How old is this kid?" Because like, <laughs> it was like the Punk Cena thing is new to you. Like, what the fuck? So I was like, this. I, I assumed he was like in college. Like, I you ever hear like Roman Reigns, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So he's a kid. So like, since he's a kid, it's like, you know what? When I was a kid, I was dumb too. So it's like, I don't want to like, I don't want to fucking destroy him because someone else is gonna do it eventually. But I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I haven't, I have, I've been out all day. So I guess I'll log on later and I'll probably message him respectfully or something. But if he doesn't want to like do an actual debate like on a neutral like field, then he's he's a pussy, but he's my, a kid. My oh. whole thing, like I said, my whole thing wasn't even the difference of opinion or anything like that. My whole thing was, I'm done with it on my show. Okay, you know, it's not, not what I would do, but alright, fine. And then, this afternoon, you post something looking for a response. And, and that's where I was like, alright, now, now, you know, now you don't get it. <laughs> Hey, uh, I want to chime in like two things on this Caden kid. <clears throat> yeah, he's not a he's he's not a good kid. He's not a bad kid. He's a stuck kid. <laughs> and I think uh, someone's got to find Kevin Sullivan in the the Dungeon of Doom. Oh no! Caden. All right. Well. Yeah. All right. So all right, we're gonna we're we're done with Caden. I'm not gonna start a nuclear war with un- the uncensored show. You know, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I, I just, I that that bothered me. That didn't sit well with me this afternoon. And you know, especially when I gave him a chance to come, I, like I said it to him yesterday. I didn't even offer it to him today. I was like, "Do you want to come on tomorrow?" And he said, "No, I'm putting it to bed on my show." And then he made that comment today. That kind of pissed me off. And just so the listeners are clear, this dude called in on our WrestleMania Takeover Final Prediction show. So the fact that he called in uh, tells me. That if he wants to, he can. He just chose yeah. not to because he's a pussy. You see what I'm saying? So it's well, one thing like if you've never called in before, but you have. You called in, and we respectfully sat here and we talked about our predictions. At you know, so the fact that we did that tells me that this kid is smart, that he's knowledgeable, and that he's a genuine human being. So the fact that he chose not to appear on this show tells me that he's a pussy. He's the dude at school that talks shit about you when you're not there. But then when you are there, he's got nothing to say. And we've all dealt with a pussy like that before. Excuse me for being, like, vocal with my language, but that's really what he's acting like. He's acting like a pussy. Well, speaking of pussies, I guess we'll use that as a great way to segue into, Chris, I don't know if you've seen this since you've been out today. Apparently the WWE is naming their July pay-per-view after a potential STD. (laughs) Um, yeah, July ninth, Dallas, uh, the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, WWE Raw presents Brock Lesnar defending the title for the very first time at Great Balls of Fire. Are you serious? 
<laughs> Sadly, yeah. I am. You yeah, you're making this shit up. Let me turn my computer on. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a real video. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was on kayfabe news. That's... I'm waiting for a shock hitch. Man, yeah. it's a good thing you didn't tell me this when I was driving. I would have crashed. <laughs> Thank God. Jesus WWE <laughs> menstrual cramps. <laughs> Get ready, ladies. Wow. Smackdown, Smackdown Live presents General Herpes. General Herpes. <laughs> Chlamydia. Jesus Christ. General Work. That's a real thing, Chris. Oh, my God. Are they going to play so this song, too? Great Balls of Fire? Were they watching, was Vince McMahon watching Top Gun last week or something? Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get to Vince momentarily. We'll get to Vince momentarily, because have you guys heard about this Vince movie and, like, the leaked parts of the script that's out there? Yeah, yeah, I did hear about that earlier this week. I heard about the movie. I didn't hear about the leaked parts. I play them. There's one, there's one scene that made, was making the rounds on Twitter where... They're talking about Backlund and Hogan, who they want, to, who should be the bigger star of the company, and apparently Linda. Keep in mind, Linda of all people. Go. This is the line because they leaked the part of the script. Backlund's the guy maybe you lose your virginity to, but Hogan's the type of guy that makes a girl think, yeah, maybe I will try some butt stuff. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, nice. yeah. Apparently, Linda works at a strip club. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like the oh whole, like the movie starts in like the seventies. Like, like Linda's waitressing at a strip club because, like, they can't, they don't have any money because, like, Vince is, I guess, is struggling because he hasn't taken over the company yet. Yeah, like, there's, there's even a scene, and there's no way since WWE has control of this that <clears throat> this is gonna make the movie. But apparently there's a scene where, like, Vince and Savage are talking on a plane, and Savage tells Vince, and you could tell what they were getting at here. Uh-oh. Savage goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I would never go after a teenage girl. Oh, boy. Vince had a very, um, he had a very interesting life. I know, um, what's that dude's name? Uh, the dude that does, like, specials on HBO. He, like, interviews people from sports. Oh, Bob Costas. Oh, yeah, Bob Costas. Yeah. yeah, I remember, like, yeah. Vince was interviewed by Bob Costas years ago, and I think Vince said he wanted to kill his... Not yeah. like his, not not like his actual birth dad, but like the person that raised him. He said that he wanted to kill him, and I remember he was on Howard Stern, like, oh one, oh two, like sometime during that XFL phase, like after WCW went under, and uh, Howard Stern was, you know, and this was, you know, Howard Stern. He's he's kind of PG'd himself down now, but back then, yeah. Stern was like, you know, really like MA, and um, he was yeah. bring, he was joking about like affairs and and stuff, and then Vince openly discussed how he used to like um cheat on Linda like a lot. Yeah. And and uh yeah, there's a lot of like dark stuff that happens. Yeah, there's like, like one scene in the movie, like PW Insider has like the whole breakdown of like what the original script obviously it's gonna be immensely rewritten because WWE's got their hands on it. But like there's a scene where like a female, I guess, performer offers to do something to Vince backstage at the garden and Vince actually surprisingly says no and tells Linda about it and then they're sitting like in the stands at the garden and Linda does it. <laughs> what? Jesus. Hey now. I heard that uh, Hugh Jackman is like uh, one of the locks for the role so um, he could pull it off. He would have to cut his hair though since he's done with Wolverine. Um, 
Are, do we have any updates from the Benoit movie, or is that still like in developmental hell? Is, is there really a Benoit movie coming out? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been in the works for like a while now. Um, it hasn't like been finalized yet. Like an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, isn't there an ape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I it a movie? They picked a guy that was gonna play him like a like a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. I got the guy. Okay. Name, but I thought they picked. Yeah, somebody. I know. I know. Jr. said on Jr.'s blog uh, on his blog he he gives like a an occasional update on it, like usually every year. So, but um, yeah. That's cool. Hopefully. They gotta have yeah, they gotta cool. have Kevin Sullivan make a cameo so they can have like a fight in the bathroom. I love that fight. <laughs> they have the bathroom yeah, brawl. yeah, this movie's gonna be. I mean, I would love to see the un. I, w- I wish they wouldn't do it under the WWE banner because it would be. It sounds like it, it, it's just going to be like a, a batshit crazy shit show. But you know, once Vince gets his hands on it, it it's gonna, it's gonna be such a fluff piece of that. You know, yeah. after a while, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll probably hear more about the. Um, we'll probably hear more about the Benoit thing the closer we get to summer because it is getting close to ten year. Yeah, I can't believe it's been ten years. When, when's, yeah, the, um, when's the Pat Patterson Sexcapade movie coming out? I, I want to see that one. <laughs> that I'm telling you, one. I gotta send you guys Dude. the link. I gotta send you guys the link, and it's it's Mike Johnson had it the other day, and it's like, I guess he got a, his hands on like the original, like I guess the plot or the screenplay for it. I mean, it is batshit crazy. Like I said, like. Linda go. I guess the it's like Linda goes down on Vince at Madison Square Garden after like I guess maybe it's implied that it's like Wendy Richter, you know. Oh my God. Whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like crazy. And then the Savage thing and yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. I, think I it's would be see cool that if it was like that. If they, if they keep it like that, I'd definitely go check it out. I think it's gonna be called cool Pandemonium. Stuff. I think that's yeah. what they're gonna call it. I think I think that's the uh, the working title is. Uh, is what you call He's a, Vince is a crazy dude. The craziest story that I heard about Vince, and this was something that um, this was something that uh, Solo Monsters said on his show like about two and a half months ago. There's a particular person that no longer works with WWE. Uh, this person's name was not disclosed because I guess he just wanted to, he didn't want to to receive any backlash for anything. Um, this person was not a wrestler. He was not a performer, but. He was he was he was someone that had a backstage role, like an agent or something. And apparently this guy had a really good relationship with Vince. But one night, you know, they stayed a little late over hours just doing whatever, I guess. They left the headquarters. And so apparently, uh this particular agent, whoever he was, was talking to Vince. You know, you know how it is, you're leaving work, you're talking to someone in the parking lot, Hey man, I'll see you next week or see you tomorrow, like whatever, right? So then they get in the car and then what, the agent is in the car with Vince, so the agent is driving, and Vince is, like, in the passenger seat. So then as they're driving, right, it's, like, 1030 at night. They're driving. <clears throat> they're on the road. You know, this has happened to everybody before. You're driving. Some asshole shows up. He's driving really fast. You know, he skips the lane, goes ahead in front of you, right? Well, if that happens in real life. What do you do? You don't want to get in an accident, so you just let the person go. According to the story, Vince told the agent to fucking speed race him. <laughs> like it's some Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> because Vince hates to lose. So there was like a red light that was right in front of him, and Vince was like, ah, I want you to get to the red light before that guy race now. And like he was literally like, if you don't do it, I'm going to fire you. So, And the guy felt uncomfortable, and he put in this two-weeks notice afterwards. So that's the story 
that has been making rounds the past few weeks. Now, this was not anyone of importance, just a random, like, backstage agent. So, um, but, yeah, that's how much Vince hates to lose, is that it'll be some random person, you know. So imagine Vince McMahon, like, going to an arcade playing Street Fighter. He's like that. You remember, remember you used to go to arcade when you were a kid, and, like, there was that one guy that just never lost. He was, like, on it forever. You were just waiting your turn. That's Vince. <laughs> That's who Vince is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Vince is crazy. Yeah. Where's John? Go? Where's John? Or maybe Vince got him. Maybe he was Oh the shit. Uh-huh. They got him. <laughs> they got him. I don't know. I got the card for payback if you guys want to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Where, to... Where's John? He called. Oh, well, you'll probably call back in. I don't know what happened. He got cut off. All right. Uh, Wait, is Oh, yeah. Come on, isn't it John's show? Huh? Yeah, it's John's show. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's back? He, That's he weird. Gone. I was trying oh, to listen to you go. guys, and it was weird. I, I, I must have hit mute on my phone by accident. Hmm. I was like, what the heck happened? They got him. The, yeah. the, the ninjas <laughs> came back in the white van. The hey, the hey, and before we go into payback, Nate and I were laughing about this the other day, man. There's always this idea that wrestlers listen to podcasts and, you know, there's this idea of wrestlers don't listen to podcasts, companies don't they listen to podcasts. So Nate and I are talking about, we're, we're talking about, look, man, what what could we get legit competition for WWE? And I said, look, man, the only way that they can get WWE competition is if we got New Japan, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. Very next day, <laughs> Omega says yes. he wants to fight Punk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he fucking listened. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. The punk wrestling stuff, is it just me? Or it seems like since the first of the year, it's not as taboo as it was for the first More and more people are, are, are freely throwing his name out. More people are talking about it. And punk is even open to uh, respond. Because at first, if you tweeted if you mentioned punk anything on Twitter, wrestling, you were blocked. You were blocked right. automatically. Now fans are like tweeting him questions about about wrestling in a joking like manner or a serious thing, manner. I feel like ever since the thing with Rock, it he it's it's taken a turn. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is is it just me? Am I the only no, one it's noticing just, this? It's, or? it's happening. It's it's happening. Not anytime soon, but within the next two to five years, he's he's coming back to wrestling in some shape or form. So, but I was serious I think, when I said that. Honestly, when I said Punk versus Omega, oh, would yeah, be Punk Omega business. would be fucking ridiculous. I think I could see her, unless they have a baby, I could see her, because supposedly at these book signings, she hasn't been negative to the idea of eventually going back. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of reports from the book signings she's done, and this, you know, I guess she does a little Q&A, and I guess every time the question comes up, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, how could you ask me that? You know, forbidden, 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 you know. It's, mm-hmm. she actually, and maybe it's just how she is. Maybe she's a different person than Punk. But, you know, she's actually engaged in the question and had the conversation with the person asking it. I agree that it definitely uh, started with the rock thing. Um, I don't I don't know. Oh, yeah, another thing that went under the radar, uh, good for them, is uh, the Omega Omega and Young Bucks actually got merch lines approved at Hot Topic, so you can buy their stuff there. So that's that's pretty big. And uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in some interview, um, Omega was asked if he could wrestle anybody. 
at a big show, who would he wrestle? And he said CM Punk. And the other day, and I think Justin was on the show too. And um, I said, like, the closest thing, obviously, like, Punk is not in the – he's still nowhere near this guy. But the closest thing to to this generation's <clears throat> Hulk Hogan would be CM Punk because Hogan was a, was a, was a phenomenon. The Hulkamania thing was a phenomenon. He left yeah. WWF. And when he went to Punk's WCW, a phenomenon, but for the for for the different, mm. and I don't want to say wrong, but not the right reasons. Right. If that right. makes any sense. Yeah, you, you make you make perfect sense. But when Hogan, when he went to WWF, it was like a lot of the loyal Hulkamaniacs that did not watch WCW, they loved Hogan so much they followed him to WCW, and when they followed him. That's how they were introduced to Sting and to Luger and to the Cruiserweights and everything WCW had to offer. And next thing you know, WCW was working from fucking, you know, Orlando Studio. All of a sudden, they're working at Nitro and Mall of America. Like, that's how big of an impact it was. And CM Punk is the closest thing to that. If he, all these fans that keep chanting CM Punk during WWE shows, all these fans that keep chanting CM Punk during Ring of Honor shows, all these fans that keep joking about, what if CM Punk went to Impact? Like, if CM Punk, if he got up tomorrow morning, like today's Friday, if he got up on Saturday and decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to wrestling. If he decided to show up in Ring of Honor, if he decided to show up to Impact, if he decided to go to New Japan, how many of these fans that keep trolling, that keep chanting, that how many of these fans would put their money where their mouth is and follow him to wherever and, he and goes? And you know what's amazing with that? You don't even need 100%. You don't need 50%. You get 25% of these guys, still, like you said, still chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, mm-hmm. CM Punk. That's a win. I believe it would do big business. And at this point in time, given where the wrestling is right now, to give it, WWE the biggest threat, it would have to be New Japan. And that's what Nate and I were talking about, yeah. New Japan. You guys are they're, 100% they're, right. It won't work in TNA. It won't work DNA, DNA, DNA won't be able to afford them. Let, let, let's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, would you agree the three is that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah TNA's not it's affording this. No, no not, way. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. And just to, and to further proof, not to just totally shit on TNA. Like, I remember, like, when Kurt Angle, when he showed up, when he went to TNA, that pay-per-view where he finally fought Joe, that was, like, one of their best that pay-per-view numbers yeah. ever. They got... The numbers they got for that pay-per-view was, like, the amount that a WWE B-show at the time would get, like, you know, yeah. backlash or whatever. I I don't... Joe, Joe Angle did monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it would have to be New Japan. Like, if you did, like, it would have yeah. to be, like, because it, it the talent is there and the money is there. It's just the problem with New Japan is you need an outlet for casual fans that don't follow New Japan. You need a casual, you need a name that a WWE fan knows. And if a CM Punk goes to New Japan, well, it's, and if it's, besides that, mm-hmm. you need you need what you call it. Um, yeah, you, you're right. You need the outlet because not everybody has access TV. I don't have access TV. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. So, and the other thing with that too is is that even if I had access TV, I need the stuff you're airing to be somewhat current. Right. You know, right. I didn't need AJ and Nakamura and club stuff still airing while I'm watching AJ on Raw, Nakamura and NXT, and, you know, the club is debuting this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the other part of it, too. You know, um, they and I were joking about it the other day. Like, 
it, it would actually be as crazy as it sounds. It would actually be very, very easy to book. All you'd have to do is you just do Omega and Okada again at some point, you know, during the summer. And whoever wins, whether Omega wins or whether Okada wins, you build it up as like the the rematch beyond all rematches. You have Omega win or you have Okada win, and whoever wins, they basically have New Japan build it up like this is the most, this is like the most prestigious, biggest title match like mm-hmm. ever in pro wrestling. And, and then, then whoever comes, wins, they cut a promo. Punk to challenge the winner. <clears throat> right, right. You have them cut a promo and be like, I am the best in the world. And then no. there goes Punk. No, you know what you, you know. Even, I'll do you one better. Do I have your attention now? Right. Right, you know. Do Punk versus Omega or Punk versus Okada, like, and um, do that, like, and uh, what's that, what, what was the arena where Money in the Bank took place at? Oh, the oh yeah, All-State Arena in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do Punk, Omega, or Punk, Okada, like in the All-State Arena, or like even even MSG. You can't tell me that won't sell out. You can't tell me. I'm I, I'm convinced it would sell out. And like you said, JCD, if Punk went to New Japan, we don't need 100. We don't need 75. We don't even need 50. Just a quarter. Just yep. 25%. And that would be more than enough. People would download New Japan World and subscribe to the service just to see Punk. I don't have. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, and I've soured on Punk, but I would download New Japan. I would. I would get a New Japan World account to see that match. It's the only way, man. It's the only way, Punk. And I I'm would. Not being... I won't lie. Yeah, as yeah. much as I've soured on him because of the podcast, and I think he's a hypocrite, and I think he's full of shit on a lot of things. I won't lie. If he came back tomorrow, I'd be like, "All right, let's see, let's see where this goes." What, what, what do you think, Justin? I know you don't really follow yeah. New Japan much. If, if Punk was to go to New Japan, how would you react to it, Justin? I would just be excited that he's back in the business of wrestling. You know, New Japan could lead to WWE, lead to whatever. I mean, I would love to see that match between him and Omega. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I mean, say. You know, the hype with him going to the UFC, that's all good and, you know, was fun. I watched that fight. He got his ass beat. Um, I, I don't see him being a, a fighter like that. He, you know, he he's good on the mic. He's he's a great wrestler. I, I would go that route. If he's he got was, one if he was the news, He's got yeah, one. But if he had a choice right now, if you were like, Okay, well, I still got to succeed in something. Which way do I go? Do I stay to try to fight, or do I go wrestle? His smartest decision would be go wrestle. I mean, he's already yeah. proven himself law a lot, you know. So, I mean, I'd be excited. I've been I've been t- talking to Nate, you know, off you know air and stuff. Um, New Japan comes on at my house sometimes at like four in the morning, and I'm not a heavy sleeper or anything, so I'll like wake up and. And watch it. So, I mean, I, I, I like New Japan Wrestling. I don't know a lot about it. I, I just started watching it, you know. But if he went there, yeah, I, I'm I'm all in. I, I'd be okay with it. I, I'd like I, – I obviously, you know, we all probably want him to come back to WWE at some point. But, right. you know, you know if he did come back to WWE, wherever. then – if he did come back to WWE someday, then that's cool, too. Um, not to shit on Omega. Uh, Punk Omega would be good. That would do money. 
but I actually think Punk Okada would do more money. Um, I talked wow. about this with JCD before. The thing about Okada that's kind of like, eh, depending on who you talk to, um, I don't hate Okada. I find um, I find the concept of who's going to dethrone Okada more interesting than Okada himself. He's kind of like the Undertaker's streak. At WrestleMania, it wasn't about, like, who was Taker fighting, more so about who's the next person that's going to challenge the streak. I'm talking, like, um, like in, you know, like when he fought, like, Orton, then he would fight, like, Batista. Like, in the 20 Manias, when the streak was really starting to get established, yeah. during that period of time, every year at Mania, when it came close to it, fans were more interested, not in Taker's opponent, but more so about who's going to challenge it this time. And Okada, he's at this position right now where he's beaten, like, everybody. And I think he hasn't taken a pin in almost, like, two years. Like, he beat Tanahashi. He beat AJ Styles. He beat Omega. He beat Naito. Every match he has, like, every single one-on-one match he has for the title is at least four quarter stars minimum. So he's, he's even though, like, people... Even fans that don't, like, know New Japan, you can't deny, like, as far as a performer is performed, like, when the year is over and they do, like, performer of the year, at, at this current rate right now, Okada is, like, a lock. And right now, he's just beating everybody. And it's just kind of confusing. It's perplexing because as someone that's trying to get into New Japan, people keep telling me this is somehow going to lead to Omega Okada, too. And they're just, they're, just, they're just booking him so strongly. It's like, who the fuck's taking the belt off this guy? So if you were to do a punk Okada, it would be really polarizing because from Okada's standpoint, he would be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you don't even yeah. – you know, but I, I totally get why punk Omega because more fans know Omega. Not to me, yeah. with Omega and the punk, the promos promos would be a lot better, of course. But, yeah. It's but, almost you know, like the same thing they're doing with Ziggler and Nakamura. Who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I like that promo with Ziggler, by the way. I know some people didn't get it, but he was joking about the Jackson family, if anyone didn't really get the promo. Yeah, yeah no, I was trying we to got, understand yeah, that. I was out a little on Tuesday, and I saw everybody like, oh, my God, this is a shit show. And I went back and watched it, and it wasn't that bad. It was Ziggler trying to just be like a douchey heel to Nakamura, you know? Yeah, I like it. They're they're building up Nakamura very, very um. And I Very like nicely. the fact that he's not wrestling on TV every week yet. They're and treating him like a special attraction, as he should yeah. be. Yeah. Well, and that's what I told Nate, but they, they picked the perfect, like, first feud for him. I oh, think yeah. Ziggler would be yeah, the perfect first opponent first, for him. You know what I mean? Like, don't push him so fast. Let him get his, you know, foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, what they've been doing with all these other guys, like Rusev. Now, Rusev, you know, after Rusev won the United States Championship, where has he been? You know what I mean? Like, you just, you push them so fast, and then they get lost in the shuffle, like we said. Um, I, th- I think this is a perfect first feud for him. Yeah. Let him get his foot in the and door. You, you know, I've talked about this a, a, a million times. Nate's heard me talk about it. Chris has definitely heard me talk about it. I, I remember when you went through a succession of guys before you got to the top. Like, I remember, this is how far back, and hey, here we go, JCD's old, but if you were a heel, you started at, like, Santana, then you went to Steamboat, then you went through a couple other guys, and then right before you were going to get to Hogan, you went through Duggan. 
and then you went to Hogan. Yeah. Now, well, if you were a face, you went through the entire Heenan family, working your way up to either Andre or Henning or Rude, you know, but you went through the, the Hakus. You went through this one, you went through that one. And that's what I hope they do with Nakamura. I hope, okay, Ziggler, then somebody else, then somebody else. I think the perfect match for Nakamura at SummerSlam is Cena. Cena or AJ would be perfect if you could build that up. AJ would be WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. But, but, But the thing I told Nate, too, like, you know, they had that six-pack challenge for the number one contender for the United States uh, Championship, mm-hmm. and Nakamura wasn't in it. I said, that's a good thing. Yes. You know, like, you, you don't put him in there, because if you see him coming in, you know he's going to win. You know, the like, because that's, that's been the history this past year. Anyone who comes oh, in, AJ Styles, okay, you don't yeah. want, and, and my you whole know? thing is, I'm a proponent of, you know, and it's what. Uh-oh. He gone. Oh, shit, he just got him again. Hey, one <laughs> quick thing I wanted to say about uh, uh, Kenny Omega. Um, keep your eye on Twitter, because if he says he picked up AJ's book and he wants to go get it signed, uh-oh, get ready. <laughs> oh, keep your eye on Twitter. Right. Oh, God. I'm telling you, I'm going to kidnap her at an autograph sign in the Bullet Club. There we go. There we go. You guys think that, like, AJ might actually – AJ Styles I'm talking about, not AJ Lee – but uh, fucking uh, go to Raw. He's he's starting to wear the red stuff. I don't know. There's talking. You know what? I well, I saw something J J D from New York was talking about in the video. This whole thing with the broken mat thing and stuff like that. If he gets Make that broken straight. character, Jeff might end up going to like uh, no no. Matt might go to SmackDown no, just yeah. on Raw. Yeah, but he might get a trade like a... where AJ comes to Raw. Or yeah, 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 yeah. From what I understand. AJ no. was under the impression he was going to Raw, and then at the very last moment, they uh, they chose Bray. When they did yeah, those okay. little shake-up shows, the the locker room for Raw and Smack, they were, from what I understand, uh, people that worked SmackDown were told to attend Raw, and people that worked Raw were told to attend SmackDown. Yeah. So they didn't know. That's the case. They like, decided to is, pull some and throw some The reason why they called this a superstar shake-up and not a draft is because, because I think after the summer, they're doing a draft. No, Vince doesn't like drafts. He likes shake-up. He doesn't no, like the word they're, draft. They're doing, no, they're doing... Well, last time they did it once a year, right? They did it for like two years yeah, in a row. They, they, and it was a like, draft around... Uh, I think it's after SummerSlam or Survivor Series. One, or, one of those two. That's why they didn't do a full-blown draft they just wanted to move a few guys around just to get some fresh stuff going but they're doing a draft later this year that's probably when AJ is going to end up on raw yeah. you know what they should do though and me and Nate were talking about this before that I mean certain pay-per-views should be in a brand obviously yep. your WrestleMania your SummerSlam Survivor Series definitely Royal Rumble obviously yeah, but like four. money in the bank and like um elimination chamber they used to do two Elimination Chamber yep. matches. They would start the event with, like, SmackDown and end it with Raw. And yep. then, you know, they should do Money in the Bank, two Money in the Banks. Why not? Or like, don't even do two Money in the Banks. Do do one, and you know what? And have the, the guy winner, cash in wherever he wants. The winner, exactly. The winner can decide what he wants to cash in on. 
And you know what? I'd like to see. Was- I'd like to see. I'd like to see. And we we've talked about this. I I don't know if uh, Chris heard it, but like NXT guys coming in for like instead of Money in the Bank, doing a contract, put the contract in a briefcase, have a ladder match yeah. or whatever, and, yeah, and right, get your right, right now. You know, we talked about it earlier. Right now, I, I really don't agree with. Uh, I really don't agree with. Um, Money in the Bank being on SmackDown. I talked about this with JCD earlier this year. They already have Elimination Chamber. They already have TLC. With those two yeah. games alone, you don't need Money in the Bank. Yeah, but you know what they've that, proven, Chris? You know what they've proven? And I, I'll, I'll wait until they actually announce it because the whole thing with this great balls of fire thing, that <laughs> arena, no, 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 I'm just saying, that arena and that date when the original calendar came out this year was a SmackDown pay-per-view. So I, I could see them just turning around and, you know what, they may have just put stuff together, just, okay, let's put something so we have it out there, and then we'll fine-tune it as, it as it goes. I would do Money in the Bank like what Justin said. You get five guys from Raw, five guys from SmackDown, okay? They, can get, they get the contract. But the caveat with the contract is you can go for either title. You're not handcuffed to your brand. Picture Owens winning Money in the Bank and showing up on both shows every week, teasing a cash-in. That would just be, that would be, I mean, if there was ever a guy other than, besides Edge who was built for Money in the Bank, it's Owens, I, I, mm. I think. I, I think between the teasing of the cashing-in, the trolling of it the way he is, I think it's, it's Owens. I don't think there's anybody better built mm. for that than him. <laughs> the reason I think that Money in the Bank will be better off on Raw right now is one raw needs something because smackdown is getting all of the good shit and yep. two raw has so many monsters it's got joe it's got Strowman, it's got lesnar it's got roman so when you have no offense i'm just being real i'm being believable so when you have all these monsters and you're a dean ambrose or a miz or a here comes the trigger finn balor i can't find it believable for you to beat these dudes so to me, if a Miz or an Ambrose or a Balor, if they won Money in the Bank, so if Finn Balor, if he won a Money in the Bank on Raw, and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar like destroy each other, and then Lesnar beats Strowman, if Finn Balor was to cash in, I would find that believable. If they beat each other to a pulp for like ten minutes, like or five minutes, mm-hmm. like we saw yeah. Goldberg and Lesnar do. So yeah. I think I think that more people on Raw would benefit from it. When I look at SmackDown. Other than Kevin Owens, like what JCD just described, no one on SmackDown would really fit Money in the Bank because AJ Styles is a guy that's won world titles around the world. Like, this dude doesn't need a Money in the Bank. Randy Orton doesn't need a Money in the Bank. Um, Nakamura doesn't need a Money in the Bank. I suppose you could give it to Corbin, but he's a big guy. He, to me, Corbin is believable. Like, he, when I look at Corbin, like, yeah. he's a dude that could believably beat you for a world title. So when I look at SmackDown... The only people that I could think would benefit from Money in the Bank would be Kevin Owens, and even though like no one's really you know a fan of him anymore, or his his stats are ahead, Ziggler, like Ziggler and Owens, those are like the only two people that yeah. actually benefit from the Money in the Bank. Whereas on Raw, I'm seeing a way more like you know people that could benefit from it. But like you said, JC, they, they could always go around and change it. But yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with with Money in the Bank just being no, a SmackDown concept. It. It, it yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing Big E with the Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, he's another yeah. one. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. If they really want to be different, if they really want it to be different, 
they could have like and here's the thing and my, my biggest beef with the new day is they could be more creative than what they're doing so they did they were tag team champions and they did the freebird rule so technically they could win a singles title and freebird that too they could that's they a good idea win, like they could that. win like the US that. title and freebird that so if big e wins the US title okay Kofi defends it one week Xavier defends one week. So if they really want to be different, if you really want to get Biggie over, have the New Day win the Money in the Bank, but you don't know which one's going to cash in. Is it going to be Kofi? Is it going to be Biggie? Is it going to yeah. be Xavier? Like, that's different. That would and be you know entertaining what else you could do too? You know what else comes out of that? That's a great idea. And you know what? If they ever got on the, okay, how do we break New Day up and it makes sense, mm-hmm. have the two turn on the guy that loses the singles title or fails at the cash in, mm-hmm. you know, like let's say Kofi's going to be like, yo, 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 I got this. I'm, I'm, I'll defend the IC title tonight. I got this. And then Kofi gets beat. You could have Big E and Xavier turn on Kofi for, you know, oh, you ruined it, you know? Yeah. Stuff I like think that. it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting, it definitely is an interesting concept with, you know, with yeah. them and even when the, you know, with the shield, it, you know, if, they would have done, a, you know, I think Ambrose was in a Money in the Bank match. Um, you know, they could have done something like that. It, it's definitely when you have those multi, more than two, well, shouldn't say, I mean, that's stupid of me to say, but when you have, like, the three-guy teams like that, yeah. you know, oh, well, which one of us will it be? And, you know, just when you think Kofi's getting up on the apron, you know, I mean, obviously this would make them heels, but, you know, Big E's the guy that comes from the outside and, you know, is the guy that's cashing it, you know, whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, so yeah, that, that's a kind of, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I see Xavier being in the two Oh five, honestly. And, you know, Kofi going his own way and Big E getting a push, but you, you never know. I mean, everything that we just said, I mean, it makes sense and it would be a good idea Chris, you, I don't think you New Day's breaking up anytime soon. This whole move to SmackDown probably bought them another year, at mm-hmm. least, and then it and then it probably buys them at least the the heel turn. I'm sure, as much as they're gonna want to do the Usos New Day, I'm sure eventually they'll realize New Day Alpha could be interesting because of the difference in styles and the difference of personalities. And yeah, I I think you're looking at. Yeah, I think you got at least another year with New Day. Whereas yeah. it seems like towards the end of last year, you were looking at that heel turn maybe finally starting to happen and or, you know, like that. And then they were teasing the Royal Rumble that they were going to be, you know, maybe they were going to split up finally. And they wasted that. That was They wasted that in the Rumble. Yeah, I was very you disappointed know. with that. So, you know, that's, yeah, you probably got, Another year of New Day in its current form, at the at the very least. That's fine. I think probably last last, last bit of tag team stuff. I think uh, I think last bit of tag team stuff too. Since um, uh, I think when DIY when their time call comes, I think that they'll probably go to to SmackDown Live. The ideal place would be to put them on Raw, since technically they're a crazy size. I don't think DIY is up as a team. I don't think I. I think there's there's money in that breakup eventually. For I agree team. with you, but the SmackDown tag division's kind of ass, so yep. <laughs> that's, that's why I think they're going to SmackDown. But I, I don't disagree with you, though. I, the, the breakup, it, when it comes, will be money, but 
That SD tag was really bad. You know what really you could do bad. on SmackDown? You could probably. Some guys with gender, right? What's that? Gender? Yeah, you got the Bollywood boys with gender. Yeah, there you hey, go. You know what they could do? They could turn around, even though I would hate this, because I think there's money in them challenging for the tag titles at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. You could always, and they've done this a million times before, you could bring the Revival back on SmackDown. Yeah, you could. They've done this before where guys have been injured and we're just going to put them on the opposite show. You know, you know they, they've I, done that. And I've said this before. I don't know what the status is with Shelton, but wherever Shelton is, he needs to get in contact with uh, Charlie Haas so they can uh, no, be... No, uh, Haas is injured. Haas, oh, man, Haas that's is, about... Yeah, Haas got bad news on his neck. Yeah, Haas isn't going to... Haas' career is probably over, yeah. That's so that really out needs, late like, last... tag teams. Yeah, that came out late yeah, last it, week it, or... It's been the the tag teams on SmackDown are, are absolute. Like I mean, they're not shit, but it, it's way weaker and, and than. They're not you know, shit. It's definitely but the they're weakest shit part because of, of the way they've been yeah. presented. Yeah. I mean, you get yeah. past the Breeze Dangle gimmick. You get past the gimmick. Breeze and, and Johnny Curtis are really good. And they they put on a good match with the Usos. They could put on a really good match with Alpha. Even they just the have not been stars. given a fair. They haven't been given uh, a right. fair Even shot. Right, even the shining stars. I still don't think they're going to be the number one contenders, though. I still, I think New Day's going to. New Day's. They are right now, but I think when the New Day premieres, they're going to have that clock challenge. New, no, New Day's probably going to watch the clock. They're probably going to have. They're going to probably debut New Day after Backlash. Uh, Breeze Dangle's getting the shot at Backlash. So you could have the Usos come out and be like, "Oh, we beat." You know, we beat American Alpha. We beat Breeze Dango. You could have, you know, we beat this one. We beat that one. There ain't nobody left. And then that's when you can have, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you could do it like that. No, I hear you. I hear you. you know, and, What's and the other one again? Whatever? Where is that? Wherever they're going to be at the backlash. <laughs> That's something that uh, fucking R Truth would say at the wrong city. I don't know where the hell we are. <laughs> well, when, when you gotta cover your ass, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's, I wanna I wanna know, apologize to the listeners. Uh, Sorry if we're just kind of like shrugging off payback. It's kind of a weird card. No, we'll really get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got time. We've got two hours. We've got another hour here, and then we've got Nate's show at six. Oh, I'm not doing a show. I'm just coming on here. That's it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I figure you do a show. Fuck it. I'll just do it on here. All right. You, you can do we'll longer do, than we'll two hours. Live. You can do like yeah, seven yeah. hour shows on here. It's yeah, we'll do five live. hours. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. My 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 wife and my son usually get home about six six fifteen. So we'll we'll go right to about then. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the tag team division on SmackDown is quietly good. You've just got to get past a couple of layers of shit with it, you know, which is the gimmick, <laughs> like the Shining Star gimmick, like the Breeze Dangle gimmick. Even the Ascension could be like a monster style tag team. I mean, say what you well, know about them. Change. They changed their shit. They're the Colognes now. Yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. All right. Maybe that's yeah. the start of something for them. Well, do it. Okay. Yeah. But like, even the Ascension. You know what? They they could be that big bruiser style tag team. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I like the look with the with the different face paint designs and the way they were done up the other night. It's just they were just brought in terribly. 
yeah, the, the damage has been done with them. But if you look at them on paper, that should be your bruising, heavy-hitting tag team right there. No, I got a better – I'm telling you, I'm sticking with my guns. This Sunday, Orton versus Wyatt, fucking Rowan – sorry for my language, but Rowan and Harper are going to help Orton win, and he's going to lead the Wyatts. And Rowan and Harper are going to be a tag team, and that would be a strong tag team for SmackDown. Gonna, wait, are you going to turn Orton heel? Yeah, because you got to set up that Orton uh, AJ match. I don't think I don't I don't, I don't know match. if you, you want to set him heel. You got to get Corbin first. I think Corbin's getting positioned after Wyatt. But well, you remember Corbin's they got to do Orton gender, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be a little while. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now you you have the Bollywood boys. Helping well, gender. No, now do, Orton's, got, Orton's got Rowan and Harper, so it's three on three. You could no, you could do a better job with. I, I'm with you with putting Rowan and Harper back together. You could have them try to help Wyatt like one last time. Unfortunately, I, don't know. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Harper Harper's face, face too good. Well, what is he doing? When was the last time he was on SmackDown? The night at, in, except the night after Mania. Why are people? Why are people on Talking Smack and they're not even on SmackDown? I'm not shitting on Harper, but I just feel that this whole, what they could have done with this, with Harper as a face, you know, against Wyatt, and this is where Wyatt going to Roth just outright fucking sucks, because yeah. you know what, you could have had, let's say Rowan try to interfere to help Bray, let's say Bray stayed on SmackDown, you know, Rowan interfere to help Bray, and then Harper as the equalizer, you could have easily, as Orton moves on to gender, and we'll get to that in a minute, you could seg- you could have segue into a Harper-Wyatt feud, you know, that would have been really good. Now with Wyatt there, I just feel Harper as a face is, it doesn't have the value without Wyatt there. I really feel like he's tied to Wyatt. What I would well, do you, you uh, with Wyatt and uh, I'm sorry, not with Wyatt. What I would do with Harper and Rowan, probably, you know, because they, they've they've are it's unfortunate because I was very positive about this story. Uh, I really enjoyed it in the later half of 2016, and I really liked it. And pretty much from from post Rumble and onwards, the story just kind of took a nosedive. Um, what I would do for the sake of continuity for Harper is I would have like, okay, so Rowan. He's been fighting Orton. He had a good, he had a decent no DQ match <clears throat> with Orton, um, and Harper's just kind of drifting. So what I would do is I would have like Harper, basically like go to Brian or have Harper go to Shane and be like, hey, I want a title opportunity, and then have Rowan be like, no, I want a title opportunity, because they both fought Orton and they both lost. So you have Harper and you have Rowan, both like pitch to Shane or Brian, or whoever, I guess Shane, since, you know, Bree's giving birth or whatever, have them both be like, hey, I want a title shot. Then they keep arguing with each other, and then Shane can be like, if I would have known any better, you guys are acting like a tag team again. And then, like, have, like, Shane say, okay, Harper, you have a match tonight against, say, I don't know, um, who's, like, a throwaway guy? Um, who's a throwaway guy on SmackDown right now? I know, I'm sorry. How about how about Aiden English or whatever? Have Harper have a match of like Aiden English and Shane's like, Okay, if you can beat this guy, I'll give you a title shot. Then like Rowan interferes. Then the very next week have Rowan fight somebody and then have Harper interfere. So basically 
have like Harper and Rowan both trying to prove themselves, but then they both keep like fucking each other over, if that makes sense. And so then Shane gets tired of it, and he's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you guys a tag team again, and you're going to go out there tonight, and you're going to have a match against the Usos. If you win, you both get title shots. If you lose, you're not getting a title shot again because I'm tired of you guys ruining my show. So then you kind of force Harper and Rowan reluctantly become a team again so they can get on the same page to get their opportunity. And then you have them beat the Usos. And so then you have Harper and Rowan be like, where's my title shot? And then Shane, you know, because the difference between Shane and Stephanie is Shane has always been a little sarcastic. Shane can be like, well, I did tell you you were going to get a title shot, but I never said it was going to be for a WWE title, <laughs> you know? And so then they get That's like a, a tag title instead, you know? Nate, yeah. didn't I say that when it was Cesaro and Sheamus, best of seven? That's, I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's yeah. They need yeah. to they need to begrudgingly get back together as a team yeah. for the sake of continuity. Because if that you just put work. them together, if you just that put them work. together, it would be like what the fuck? It just it disagrees with what the, the past like four to five months we just saw. But they but like you said, JCD, by drafting Wyatt to Raw, they kind of fucked up this whole storyline. So I'm trying to like find the most logical way of doing it while still following mm-hmm. continuity. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Another, yeah. another thing I'm wondering I'm wondering is like where they're going to go with Bray being on Raw with Strowman. You know what I mean? I, I think that's – I think they have that as – I, I'm glad you brought that up. I could see that at some point play, coming together. I what they could do, could. What they could do with, with Bray, and I'm seeing some fans being very, very optimistic. I think Bray at this point, I'm sorry to say, he's very, very – he's like on life support at this point. What they could do, I'm seeing some optimistic fans say that he could form a new Wyatt family. Um, him and Bo Dallas are on the same show now. Bo is his brother in real life. And yeah. Bo, uh, Bo has pitched the idea creatively to be transformed. I think they both have, yeah. I think right, they, right. You're right. I think they both have. Yeah, so there's something you could do. You could do, you could do brother Bo and Bray. Yeah, this, one's kind of, this one's kind of a stretch, but based off of recent news, they could do something as an experiment. Right now, it's been rumored for a while that Mike Bennett from uh, Ring of Honor and Impact is going to be coming to SmackDown with his wife, Maria. And it's caused some confusion amongst fans because they're like, well, how come he doesn't have to go to NXT like everybody else? And the idea is, well, Maria's a name. More fans know Maria, and Maria can sort of protect Bennett. If that's the case, um, and this is a stretch down the road, perhaps later in the summer, they could get that Crazy Steve guy from Impact Wrestling who just left, and then you could put Crazy Steve, and you could just put him directly on Raw. And you could do it for, okay, he's a cruiserweight, and also you could have Bray cut promos for him. Although Crazy Steve, he can already cut promos himself. Yeah, Yeah, he's already good. So you could do that. So you could have a new Wyatt family by the summer. You could have Bray. You could have Crazy Steve. You could have Brother Bo. And then by maybe SummerSlam, you could do Strowman or whatever. So... I'm just I'm just trying to be positive, you know. I, I doubt any of this will happen, but we. I, yeah, I, thought, I've I thought that girl Nikki, Nikki Cross should have. Me and Nate were talking about that too. Nikki Cross would have been a perfect like sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like they keep. I don't know that whole thing between him and Wyatt was weird with the everything flashing in the ring. We thought sister Abigail was going to come out. Yeah, I don't probably think my biggest regret right. when it comes to females is. 
this chick, I don't know if anybody remembers her from TNA. Does anybody remember Daphne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Daphne came that. way too soon. She was before her time. She would be yeah. perfect in wrestling that was today. She would yeah. be a perfect sister, perfect. Abigail. So. No, you yeah. know who the perfect sister Abigail now would be? Rosemary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was fit too. Yeah, she if would. She have, if she didn't have all the other shit going on, you know what? You could have had you could have Wake Bray come out and be like, "She's been right under your nose the whole time. We fooled you all." And yeah, you could you could have it be Paige, but not oh, with all yeah, the shit that's be, gone on. Good. Not not with all the shit that's gone on, <laughs> but you know, like a year ago, you could have had it be like, "Oh, we walked amongst you." We've walked amongst you for years, and you didn't realize it. I think um, Nate sent me this, like, I think it was, like, one of the first conversations we had online when he added me as a friend on Facebook. Uh, I think it was, like, some, uh, I think it was the WWE Network uh, Monday Night War show where uh, Kelvin Solomon said the reason why he did the dungeon and, and it was because he looked at WWF, and he was like, the most over baby face is a dead guy. Is <laughs> a, a dead guy. So if they brought back Sister Abigail, like, because I know in, in the context of the story, like she's supposed to be deceased. So people say, oh, if you bring back Sister Abigail, that won't make sense. I'm like, but Taker's dead. So, so yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, anyway. I wanted to say something about Rowan. I wanted to say oh, what about something really quick about Rowan. Um, I agree with what Chris said. I like that getting them back together because I think Rowan's the odd man out. I don't see mm-hmm. him as a singles guy. He's got to be yeah. a bad guy, so anyway, get him in. Harper could be a singles guy. I think he could have a nice run, but yeah. I mean, Rowan's definitely got to be in a tag team. If it's not with Harper, maybe one guy from like that Sanity group. There's a, some big dude down there in that Sanity group, but mm-hmm. definitely Rowan's a, definitely a tag guy, not a singles guy. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, he loses, I don't want... He's most to lose. Yeah, you know, and I don't, and I don't want uh, anyone to get fired. You know, everyone, I, I, everyone, you know, these 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 guys do this for a living. And I've talked about this with JCD before. Like when when people get hired down there in the performance center, when people get hired in NXT, the first thing I do is I look at the main roster and I say, okay, who's at risk here? Like when I see guys like Ty Dillinger and when I see guys like Tyler Breeze, I look at Ziggler and I say, he's at risk because these guys can do everything Ziggler does. They're younger, they're more motivated and they don't have the taint behind their name. And it's like, the, the problem with Rowan is we're seeing, like, a return of, like, big men wrestling, not just in WWE, but, like, in wrestling in general. You got Michael Elgin and New Japan involved tearing it up. You got Strowman, he's tearing it up. You got Harper, he's tearing it up. You got Joe, he's tearing it up. You got Big Domo down at NXT, he's tearing it up. You got Corbin, he's tearing it up. So, like, if a dude like Elgin or a guy like Raymond Rowe or a Hanson from Ring of Honor – like, or Big Domo, if they get caught up to the main roster, I'm like, if I'm Rowan, I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do something. Like, okay, because the thing about Rowan is he's not as charismatic as Bray. He's not as a good worker as Harper. And he doesn't have the intimidating presence of Strowman. So, like Nate just said, like, he's kind of the out guy out on all ends. So, it's like, he needs something. And as a singles guy, he's not going anywhere. So if I'm rolling, like, I don't want anyone to get fired or let go because, you know, these guys, they work to pay for their families. So even if I'm not a fan of someone, if someone gets fired, I'm like, damn, that sucks. So you gotta they got to do saying, something. He's going to start sandbagging the big guy so they get hurt. So they don't get <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys are right on the head with Rowan. He he needs, you know. He needs a tag guy. He, he, needs, he needs something. Somebody. Yeah, he's not going to. 
he's not, he's not going to work on it. He's not. And, and that, that face from the end of 14, early 15, is a clear is clear evidence of that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's mean, like Roman Reigns, man. He's not a baby face singles guy. He needs the shield. He needs Ambrose. And to, Rollins, to his credit, you know, though, he had a he, he had a group. decent no DQ match of Orton. So in that yeah. kind of environment, he seems to be a little bit better. Um, yeah, Orton's yeah, definitely he, a brawler. Yeah, but they, they're not going to do that style every week. That's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, I'm glad you brought up Reigns real quick. I want to be careful how I word this. Oh, don't. No, 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 because this this is a tough issue. You know, I wonder if the presentation and the plans with him change because his brother passed away. I felt like they didn't know what they were doing Monday night, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. That video package, that video package, because it's centered so much on him beating Taker, is going to get him heat. The problem is, if you sat down and read the interview on WWE.com, you feel for the guy that he buried his brother. So it's like, it's almost, it's like, I feel like they're on a tightrope and they just don't know how to maneuver through it, you know, because you've got this guy who people hate, but 95% of the people that hate him aren't going to be douchebags and they're going to respect the fact that his brother just passed away. So you're trying to paint, the, you know, that side of sympathy for him. I just, I, I don't, you know, I just, I get nervous that they may just, you know, if Braun is supposed to win Sunday, and, and we'll get to the predictions in a minute, I wonder if that goes out the window because now they can tell the story of, oh, he was thrown from an ambulance. He was thrown off a stretcher. His brother died. Roman Reigns really is the big dog. Like, what they're going to do is they're most likely going to go to Rocky three route where Rocky three where Mickey died, and when Mickey died, Rocky was just out the game. So I could easily, I could easily see Strowman winning, and they can use well. Roman's had a tough time because if you remember when Cena went on that that losing streak, like what was it in 2012? They were bringing up the fact that his marriage failed and the losing streak. He was for the Rock. Right. Well, we, well, he he had like a uh, he had like a series of title opportunities that he would like be unsuccessful in. Um, you know how it was. Like they they covered that. They they use sometimes they will use real life stuff as an excuse to justify a loss because his brother unfortunately passed. Um, I could see them doing like well Roman's A game was off. Um, yeah, and I just want to be clear. I did like Rosie. I love Three Minute Warning. They were one of my favorite gimmicks yeah. back then. I miss those guys. They beat up lesbians. Come on, great. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing with them is the Billy and Chuck fake wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was good too. You know, um, no, I think definitely that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have Strowman win, and then they'll do like some interview. Roman Reigns is sad; he wasn't focused on the loss because of his brother and stuff like that. You know, maybe that's maybe that could probably get him over a little bit as a baby face, and then they'll build him back up. You know, and stuff for Lesnar later on. You know, maybe it takes a death to finally maybe get him over a little bit as a baby face. For Not me, sad, um, for me, the Shield as individuals. Um, and Steve Austin most recently said this as well. I feel like all three of the Shield guys individually, it reminds me of Batman versus Superman the movie, which is a very polarizing movie. And a lot of people didn't like the movie, but putting the actual movie plot aside, one of the biggest criticisms of the movie was the casting. Many people felt that the casting for the roles were off. Um, you know, so when you have a, a good movie. 
but you give everybody the wrong role, how can you make it work? And I feel like all three of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members have all been miscast. Dean Ambrose should be like the psycho heel that he was in the S.H.I.E.L.D., but instead he's a face, and and people are kind of getting tired of him. Seth Rollins should be like the never-say-die, high-flying babyface, but instead he was the heel that became a de facto face when another heel turned on him, which doesn't make him as over as a face as he should be. And then Roman Reigns should be like this silent assassin, badass killer who doesn't say anything and just goes out there and kills you, like how Goldberg used to do. But instead, they're booking him like a Lex Luger, John Cena hybrid face, which is not working. So it's like, really, when you think about it, creatively, like, sure, all of them have been champions and all of them have gotten pushes, but when you really think about where all three of them are individually, they should all be, like, much higher than where they're at. And it's like the more time goes by, and I've discussed this with JCD before, the more time goes by, it's become very, very apparent that turning Rollins was the wrong move. Um, maybe it worked for the authority, but overall, like in the, because there's something good for the short term and for the long term. In the long term, turning Rollins was the wrong move. And also, here's another point, too. People were saying, here's two other points that are good. Imagine how pissed Taker must be. If Taker wrestled his last match, right, like if Taker really is done, if he wrestled his last match putting Roman over, right, then how does he feel this guy he just put over gets destroyed by Strowman the very next week? Like, what the fuck? That's, mm. that's dumb. And Batista, he put over the shield twice only for them to break up. So when you think about it, like these guys sacrificed their own like stock to put someone else over just for shit to go down anyway. Like I didn't even think about like 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 that. Yeah. Take, if, if Taker really yeah, is the done, Roman Strowman Brock thing actually makes sense. I'll tell you why. All right, Roman, for all intents and purposes, has retired Taker. As much as it pains me to say that. <sighs> Now Braun destroys Roman, and Braun wins Sunday, for the most part, let's say. If Braun goes on to face Lesnar, Braun looks like this monster challenger, even more so than he is physically. Now Brock beats Braun, so now, wait a minute, this guy was a fake fucking animal monster, and Brock beat him. If Brock beat him... Who's going to ever beat Brock? And unfortunately, it's going to circle back to Roman. That, you know, of everybody, you know, Roman is the, is the man. You know, as much as, you know, that concept is going to suck, that's, what they, that's how they're, they're booking this to. The plan is for this all to come full circle. Chris is 100% right on the shield thing. That shit made no sense whatsoever, and, you know, the fact that they had really had no idea what to do with Batista, because I think they, they wanted Batista right after the Shield matches to turn around if he was healthy and job to Brian, and I remember Batista was like, no, I think, I think Batista told them straight out, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, the more time goes by, the more I'm actually starting to, I won't lie, like, as a performer, I never really was into Batista like that, but as I've gotten older and I look back on it 
and I was like, you know, this guy actually did the right thing. And he's very modest in interviews where he just he speaks his mind. He really yep. was given an unfair uh, chance. And even yeah. though he was given an unfair chance, he made the best of it. And Batista was pretty much like, okay, well, I'm not going to be giving a title shot, but since I'm here, I'll put over as many folks as I can. And, you know, he put over Brian. He didn't have to. You could have just had Orton do it, but Batista tapped. And not only did he put over Brian, he, he put over the Shield twice. And it's like, you did all that just to break up the Shield anyway. And so it's like, when I think about it in retrospect, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And if I was Batista, I would be pissed. You know I would have no interest in coming back. I'm surprised. And maybe it's just there was so much going on and there was so much uncertainty that no one was thinking straight. But because he was his friend, I was, um, I was a little surprised Triple H didn't turn around and be like, all right, you know what? Put over the shield. I'll, you can turn face the next night, and I'll put you over after that. And then let's figure out where we're going from there. I think that, mm-hmm. that would have probably kept him around. Because mm-hmm. I think he signed like a two-year deal. If I remember right, I think it was two years. You know, I already, still, got, hey, I already got the finish for uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Lesnar next year at WrestleMania. The brothers unite to take out the beef, the shield. There we go. <laughs> yeah, they could. That's, that's it. actually not crazy. That's it. Especially, so shit on the why that's not crazy. That's contract time for Lesnar. Oh, there we go. They Perfect. Could. The Perfect. problem is, the, the problem with Roman, and I've said this before, you know, one of the oldest things in, in life, absence makes the heart grow fonder. When the Shield does get together for real, for real, it's not going to be as impactful as it could be because Ambrose and Rollins, have they've moved on to their own characters. Roman never moved on from the Shield. He still has the Shield theme. He mm-hmm. still has the Shield attire. And for a bit, he had the Shield entrance. That's really the only part that he's dropped. Basically, by all extensive purposes, he's a one-man Shield. So even if the Shield did get back together, unfortunately, like if they got together tomorrow night, what's going to happen is all that's going to do is when the Shield shows up, they'll get a pop. When Ambrose is doing something, he'll get a pop. When Rollins does something, he'll get a pop. But when Roman does something, they'll just boo him. <laughs> you know, if Roman was doing his own thing completely different, then I would say, hmm, well, maybe it would work. But because of how they booked him, I'm not convinced that even a Shield reunion would help Roman. I don't think that would help either. Maybe I'm wrong. But but if there was one thing that could help him, that would be the the only thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You would have to do like a series thing. of uh, yeah. You would have to do like a series of views. Like for instance, like I just theoretically spoke about like what if they did the new Wyatt family sometime? Like what if you have like Bray and and Crazy Steve and Brother Bo? What if you did the Shield against the new Wyatt family? What if at yeah. some point you do the Shield versus the Club? Then you do yeah. the Shield versus Sanity. Yeah. So after doing like a bunch of different feuds, that could over time gradually get some fans to get back on the Roman bandwagon. But sooner or later, at some point, as awesome as the Shield would be, they're going to have to go back to being singles guys, you know. So it's like you can only protect Roman for so long. The yeah. bookings just really fucked them over. I mean, the dude. Some, be, you, I mean, you can always have like Rollins and Ambrose get team up one night and them getting their asses kicked and then. Roman comes out to save them or whatever, you know, do stuff like that. The crowd gets into that shit. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just waiting waiting for someone. 
Yeah, you know? Justin's right. For that moment, they'll forget how much they hate Roman. If there was an image of Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose together fighting off somebody, the place will lose their shit. But it'll be the and it'll be the type of thing that, yeah, for for that moment, people will forget that you know Roman sucks and fuck you, Roman. Justin, did it in Survivor right. Series. They did it in Survivor Series. Yeah. They had a spot. And they were on different teams. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Ju- yeah, no, Justin's 100 percent right. I'm worried with Roman, and then we're gonna go right into back, uh, payback. I I have a feeling Vince is gonna make Taker come out. If this is getting bad heading into SummerSlam, I could see Vince calling Taker and be like, "We come out and cut a promo and put this guy fucking over." <laughs> I, I, no, I'm being serious. He I, will. I, I've I, already said this before. Taker is one of those dudes. Take Vince has him. I have him a reliable source. Vince has Taker on speed dial. All Vince needs is just one phone call, and Taker will do it. Vince can say, "Taker, I need you to jump off the Empire Strike State Building," and, and he'll fucking do it. Because Taker is just loyal to Vince. Here's Some what guys I heard are just is Taker, Taker loves the business. Taker, if you watch, I mean, I watch the, the the you know network, and I watch all these documentaries. And the you know the twenty fours you know day before WrestleMania or oh, WrestleMania. Oh wait till this one. He, this one's gonna he, be fucking he, epic. He's <laughs> always like you know backstage. Like after he gets his ass beat, he's hugging these people. He's he he's okay with putting people over. That's the thing. He loves the business that much. Yeah, is it tainting? You know him losing to Lesnar. Yeah, it, it makes no sense, especially when. Uh, Goldberg came in and beat the fuck out of uh, Lesnar. You know, it, it, it. Don't get me started on this. Why I'm not. This was the you right move at the to. time. I mean, you don't even need to talk about it. I got, I got the, I just made my point. Yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right. No, you're right. In, in the it, hindsight, in the bigger thing. picture, it well, was a bad move. You're 100% it's older, right. It's the older guy passing the torch down type deal. He's okay with putting people over. I've seen him say it. I've heard people talk about it. I mean, does it suck for us fans? Yeah. Does it make sense for us fans? No. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It is it is what it is. Here, here's what know? I heard is going to be the key, if you, depending on where Taker's going to be. He has always promised Austin when the character was done, he would do the podcast. And apparently that is when they will bring the podcast back to the network. If that gets announced, it's 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 99.9% done now anyway, the character, but if he does the Austin podcast, it's done. Mm-hmm. That, Nate, that's, didn't you say they, they were starting the Stone Cold podcast again? Yeah, you know, they're bringing it back, but I don't know Yeah, why. you know when Taker breaks kayfabe, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. As sad as that yeah. sounds, I'm kind of getting sad just saying that, to be honest. Yeah. But. Hey, I wanted I wanted to ask John something really quick. Hey, John, you remember the movie The Warriors? Yes. Remember that guy Ajax, the one that got arrested in the park? Yes. Wouldn't Dean Ambrose play a perfect Ajax if they remade <laughs> that movie? Holy shit, yeah, he would actually. He would be a perfect Ajax for that movie. Yeah. I always thought of oh. that. I was like, yeah, he'd be pretty All cool. Right. Let's, let's, let's do payback. Let's, let's get this out of the way. Uh, oh, I gotta get the card in front of me. Well, I know the pre-shows is Balor and versus. Yes. No, it's it's Miz on it's Balor on Miz TV, but yeah, that's gonna lead to a match. Uh, this is a good feud for Miz because we all thought that hey, who's Miz 
gonna feud with first, you know, since he's been, yeah. you know, shipped right, well, over. Enzo and Cass doing again? Back. It's 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 the club against Enzo and Cass. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, all right, That's Nate, crazy. Nate, who do you want in this? <laughs> well, Gallows and Anderson are gonna win. I'm always gonna get his ass kicked and take Big Cass is gonna boot <laughs> Enzo to base. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Justin, who do you got? That's it. I got I got the club. Okay. Chris? Uh, do you know where this show's taking place at? San Jose. San Jose, San Jose. California. Yeah. Um, I'll predict uh the club to win here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make it four for four. I'm going the club as well. Um do we wanna assume this is uh Miz T V is gonna lead to Balor Miz? I thought yeah. it was. I thought they were going to have that. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought it was yeah. yeah, I thought they announced that. Okay, so assuming it does, uh, Justin, Miz or Balor? Balor, of course. It's gonna. It's it, He just came back. They're going to push him as quick as they uh, can. Nate? I think uh, Maurice flashes Balor and uh, Miz wins. We all wish that happens. Boston? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm joining the that network again. I thought we were, we were doing PG here. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm in. I'm in for that. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll predict Bauer to win. If Miz wins, though, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I would be I agree with you, Chris. I'm, I'm with you with that. I'll go Bauer, and it will be competitive. It, it, you know, Miz will look good in it, and, you know, but it's a good uh, feud for Balor's first feud coming back. Yeah. Just like I said with Nakamura and Ziggler. I mean, that's a good first feud. So, yeah. you know, might as well. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Bailey, Alexa Bliss for the title. Uh, Chris, who, who do you got? This is hard because they're in Bailey's hometown, and WWE loves to fuck people in their hometown for some reason. It's like a, mm-hmm. a rib I'll never get. But um, I'll predict Bailey to win uh, because this is a feud that will probably go for a while, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Justin? I kind of agree with Chris, unless some, for some reason Sasha gets involved and costs Bailey the title, and then you can have the Sasha turn. But I, I agree with Chris. I mean, you know, I, I think Bailey will go over. All right, Nate? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bailey. I don't want to see no hot potato the title, so I'll go with Bailey. Even though it's I'm in the hometown. So. There's I'm that going, every yeah, I'm go gonna ahead. go Bailey only because I think Charlotte's gonna be the first one to hold both titles. Ah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um what the hell else is on this show? Uh Rollins and Joe. There we go. Uh Chris. Um, I don't think this match is going to a finish. It's going to be like a double DQ, count out, no contest, something like that. I predict yeah. a fuck finish. I'm leaning to that, too, because I think this is – I think because neither one of these guys really have anything else to do, I think this is going to have to go on for a while as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Justin? I agree with both of you. I think it's going to be one of them where they've been doing it in the past. Uh no finish, protect both guys and keep this feud going, you know, and see what happens because, you know, Triple H is going to be coming back at some point pissed off and, you know, it'll lead to something else. So, um, you know, possibly even that could lead to the Shield getting back together. You know, you have Joe and Owens and the, or Joe and whatever. Who cares? I, I, I agree with you guys 100%. All right. Uh, 
Okay, Nate? Yeah, I think it's going to be a double count out, brawl, all that crap, and uh, a white van's going to show up. The ninjas. The ninjas are going to get Rollins. The White Castle of Fear, uh, or the House of Horrors, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Uh, Bray Wyatt and, and Randy Orton. It's not for the title, so I'm, okay. I'm going to take Wyatt. I, I, I can't. Supposedly, they, they want to position Wyatt as a monster on Raw, so I can't doubt that. I can't see Wyatt not winning, especially since it's non-title. Uh, Nate, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wyatt win. And the reason why it's not for the title because Jinder stole it. I think that's the backstory. That's why <laughs> yes. it's no title. Uh, All we really know about this match is it's going to be taking place in the back and it'll end in the ring. So I'm thinking Bowler Room Brawl. I'm thinking they probably took notes from Matt Hardy's final deletion. I guess it'll be like that. Uh, I don't see why Bray will lose here. If he does lose, he's dead. Okay. But I'm going to predict Oh, Bray. my God. Okay, He'll Justin. be the new Undertaker. Boom. I, I, I think Bray's going to go over just because, the, like you you said, it's not a title match. And the, the one thing that I did see on Raw, though, was when Wyatt you know, came out and was uh, Miz's partner, supposedly. You know, he was beating the hell out of Jericho there, booing him, and as soon as he... I don't know how they want to make him a monster, because as soon as he gave uh, Miz the sister Abigail, they, the crowd was loving him. So, I yeah. mean, like, he's that tweener. I, I don't see how you could just make him a monster. I get what you're saying, but I think Bray's going to go over just because it's not a title match. Okay. Uh, Owens, Jericho for the U.S. title... Instead of asking everybody who's going to win, is there any of us that think Jericho's going to win at all? Nope. Okay. No. I think yeah, he's going to no. end up on SmackDown, though. I think he's going to leave to record. He's gone and after then Monday. He's gone after Monday. No, he yeah, so he's going he's he's to record, and I think he'll be like one of them surprise people after the draft or something. Yeah, he stayed, uh, he, he stayed as long as he, as he could. I'll give him credit. Yeah. You know, when he came back he last year. He for a long time. Yeah, yeah. The the listing was entertaining, and Vince just kept convincing him to like sign another deal. And you know, I think it's time for Jericho to finally recharge. So I think think, McMahon uh, favor briefcase. I I think his next run is hazardous to say. I think he's probably going to go back and do his band stuff, and then I think his next run is probably going to be the last one. I think so too. I think I think the next the next run will be the farewell. Um, he's like 48 years old right now, yeah. or 47, 48. I mean, you know, he's right there. So, yeah. Um, the Cesaro and Sheamus against. Ah, <laughs> I haven't broken that out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I uh, think the hardest who the the slightly dented in, <laughs> not fully broken yet. Hardys. Um, I'm gonna. Is there anybody that thinks Cesaro and Sheamus are winning? This one, I'm not sure. I do. This one, I'm not sure. Me me and Nate were talking about this because if they win their – Nate, what were you saying? Like, if they win their lawsuit, they, you know, they can get back their old – Yeah, Broken Man might save you on Monday. And then Nate was thinking that they'll they'll split up. Maybe Matt will smack down. Let me take this one. Uh, firstly, at, at first I was kind of I was kind of disappointed, but as the weeks have gone on, I actually find now Hardy even more fucking hilarious. 
because he's like fractured. <laughs> In between, <laughs> he comes, yeah. He, he comes out and he does like the version one attitude, and then he'll just throw in a delete. Every now and then. It's, well, the best thing is, did you see that on Raw where he's like, Seamus was trying to shake his hand and he's like, he's like if you hit me, I'll delete you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and props, props to both of them because uh, Jeff Cesaro was a good match and um and Matt and Matt Seamus was a good match. So they yeah, both improved. They they both approved as singles guys. They can still go out there and, and have good matches. Um, this match I'm not too sure of because to me, I think the big swerve. And maybe I'm digging too deep in it, because when they when they made Cesaro Sheamus a team, at first it was like whatever, and then you know they started gelling and connecting as a team. And they have a really good interest. The fans are into them. The fact they that Cesaro did it. Hmm, they that? slowly did it. You know, like with the the entrances. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all of a sudden here we go, and now we had the kilts, and now to we me, have Sheamus is wearing the suit. To me, the eye-opener uh, you know. of Cesaro and Sheamus was earlier this year when we had the post-Mania Raw. And, you know, people might say I'm overanalyzing, but when Sheamus and Cesaro, when they wrestled Enzo and Cass at the post-Mania Raw, the fans were actually behind Sheamus. Yeah. Post-Mania Raw, that is oh, a crowd that has never been them, They were like, when Sheamus uh, broke-kicked Enzo, they were like, thank you, Sheamus. They Seamus. went nuts. Yeah, they went yeah. nuts. I remember that. The, post, they the went post-Mania Rawls have never been kind to Sheamus at all. Like, they, they yeah. shitted on him at post-Mania 28. They shitted on him at post-Mania 29. It's all about Cesaro, they, though. Cesaro yeah, is the one, you know. I, I think Cesaro has a part to do with it, but I also think that fans are really oh, just starting yeah. to, it, to it, slowly accept Sheamus. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, they're starting I, to accept I, I, Yeah, Chris is right. I, 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 Nate, what do you think? Where, no, where I, think you win? Yeah. I think Cesaro Sheamus win, and I think we get broken Matt, and then we'll see what they yeah, do with Matt. Yeah, and I really, see, what I really think... surprised me is Cesaro, he got angry. So, like, the, to me, this whole time, I think what fans were thinking is that this would just be a team for a bit, and eventually Sheamus would just turn on Cesaro. But the real swerve is, what if Cesaro, like, turns heel, and then Sheamus is like, okay. And they both just become heels. The problem with that, I though... I said that today off when we weren't recording the show. I We were talking off air, and I said that. I was, I was like, I almost have that, like, thought that they were going to go heels. Same thing I do with, like, Balor. Balor's been coming yeah, out. It's, he it's been weird, like, too, because you had Sheamus and Cesaro both lose singles matches. And so the thing yeah. is, if you have them both go heel you have the revival eventually, and you have the club, so that's going to be weird. Yeah, I, but the I thing about that's... Broken Matt is that Broken Matt, like, he needs a trigger to be broken. So yeah, I don't, think, loses, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think I don't think Cesaro and Sheamus are going to go uh, heel. I think they're going to. I actually honestly think that they're they're going to win. They're going to mm-hmm. keep being cohesive, and uh, you know, like if if you think about it, the only other face tag team on Raw is Enzo and Cass, right? You really don't yeah. have anyone. I mean, you have this, this is definitely I'm going to go completely different from you guys. I'm going to have the Hardys win, Matt doesn't get broken yet, and Cesaro turns on Sheamus. There you go. That's you know, that's Cesaro's, the one, the, Cesaro's the one that's been, that's been getting a little more frustrated, uh-oh. And it's been Sheamus. <laughs> oh, this is where oh, the name trigger no. word. <laughs> Shit, you might as well have just mentioned Jack Swagger. Everybody <laughs> screws me. <laughs> I can, Sheamus is, I mean, I mean, uh, Cesaro's been the one.
getting frustrated. And Sheamus has kind of been the voice of reason, like, yo, calm down, calm down. So I could see, you know, where everyone thought Sheamus was going to be the one eventually turning on Cesaro, I could see Cesaro turning on Sheamus. Because they need, you know, this goes back to what me and Chris talked about numerous times, even for WrestleMania. Right now, the way this roster is put together, even with the shakeup, there seems to be an odd face out. Like, I was trying to put together a SummerSlam card before, and I can't on the Raw side because I'm constantly left with one guy who I don't – there's nothing for me to do with him. And if you turn Cesaro, yeah, you can do a quick Cesaro. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You can do a quick Cesaro-Sheamus feud, put Cesaro over, and then Cesaro can move up so maybe he could face a Rollins and Ambrose. You know, guys like that. You know, you can put him, maybe he replaces Owens with Joe with Triple H. You know, stuff like that. I think the Revival, when they come back, I think this is what I think is going to happen with the Hardys. They're going to win on Sunday. They'll probably do another in-between feud with the club. And then I think when the Revival comes back late June, I think they're going to lay out the Hardys. And when the Hardys come back for that match at SummerSlam... That's when it's gonna be. Ah. Wait, I, I just I just realized that Bray Wyatt and Matt are on the same brand. Fuck. I just yeah, we'll, get, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> you just triggered my you just triggered my OCD, man. When you said frustrated, yeah, Cesaro, how Booker T interviewed Cesaro. Cesaro, you just lost the tag titles. How do you feel, Cesaro? Just push this Booker T. How the fuck do you think I feel? Bobby Roode's on NXT. Roderick Strong from NXT. Drew McIntyre's on NXT. This is bullshit. Then you just have Chris Hero show up on Titantron. It could have been you and me at TakeOver, but you're a loser. <laughs> See? There you go. There you go. All right, so that's the tag title match. Are we up to... Yeah, we're up to the main event, right? There's nothing else on this show. Well, we had Neville Aries, oh, too. Oh, Nev- Neville Aries. Uh, yeah. I'll go. I got Aries finally taking the title. Uh, Justin, what do you think? I got Aries. Nate? Uh, I hope Aries wins, but I'm worried about that T.J. Perkins unless fucker Perkins, coming out. Yeah, unless know. Perkins gets involved. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm worried about. Other than that, Aries takes it. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I, I got Aries from taking it. Okay. Now... We're at the main event now? Because yeah. I really don't know what's on the show Sunday, so you guys need to help me out here. Roman wait, don't I have, wait, it's Roman the main event? Yeah, yeah, Strowman, Roman, yeah. There All you right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Braun. I'm Braun. Chris? Yeah, I'm Braun. Yep, Chris? Yeah, uh, I'll pick Strowman to win. Okay. All right. Hey, let me ask you guys something. Are you guys... Uh, like aggravated that you have a champion that doesn't show up, like as in even make an appearance on the show. Yeah, I, you know, I, like Lesnar with it. It drives me nuts. I know Lesnar um, can do whatever the hell he as, wants. As someone that grew up watching, as someone that grew up watching uh, WCW more than WWF as a kid, what I liked the most or hated the most about Hollywood Hogan was during that '96-'97 run, Hogan didn't defend the belt that much. So yeah. whenever Hogan, he, Hogan was around more than Lesnar's been. Right. He was I know that stretch you're talking about. I know that stretch you're talking about. Yeah. He but even if Hogan he didn't def- defend the title, Hogan would be in a tag match. Right, Hogan right. Hogan would show up and be in a segment on the pay-per-view. But what Hogan, I'm saying is, is like since he would rarely defend it, whenever he did defend it, 
it would make the title matches feel like more important and more special. Because when you see a title like every week, or when you see a title defended every show, um, it, it doesn't devalue it. But what I'm saying is, is that when it's defended less, it makes it, it feel more. It means more, and that's something that WCW always had over WWE, and that's something that New Japan has over WWE. And I've never really, I understand why WWE does it, but the whole, like, defend the title almost every pay-per-view, that's always been a WWE thing, and I wish that sometimes they can improvise. Every, every, every person, every fan has that first year of wrestling, you know, the, that first year that really got them, you know, into being wrestling. And as I said before, that year for me was 96. And if you look at 1996, there was a polarizing difference between WCW and WWF. Because I remember when Shawn Michaels, when he beat Brett, and when he became the champ, at first the fans were behind him. But I remember during the summer into the fall, Shawn was defended like every pay-per-view. And as he kept beating more people, fans were getting tired of it. Like first it was Brett, then it was Diesel, then it was Bulldog, then it was Vader, then it was Mankind. And then by the time he beat Mankind, fans were like, okay, we're getting sick of this fuck. Meanwhile, on WCW, Hogan beat the Giant. And after he beat the Giant, like, he wouldn't defend it for like two or three months. Then when he fought Savage, it meant more. Then he went like another three months without defending it. And he, then he would fight like Piper. So I'm not annoyed, but... From a live event house show standpoint, I could see how Lesnar not defending the belt could annoy a fan because it's like, eh, you know, because you gotta, it's gonna hurt for drawing power because fans, you know. So another scenario, okay, last year the Miz goes off to, you know, make a movie, but he's still the IC champion, and he isn't in WWE at all for like three months, but still is the champion, right? If it was John, but if you're okay with that, would it would it be okay if it was John Cena, or would you be pissed off? I, I wouldn't be pissed, but I would definitely say that perhaps going forward is 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 one of the like the minor nitpicky things. I definitely do think that for WWE's sake, because they're really the only company that does this today, they probably should like either. The, the the whole 30-day rule, either you do it for everybody or you don't do it at all. Right. The 30-day the, the right. thing is right. stupid it's, it's because they'll do it for so some much. champions and they don't do it for others. Exactly. It's, it's the booking. It, it all comes back to continuity. It's right, when you right. pull something out. You know, you had, to, you had to take the title off Naomi because she was injured and they feared she was going to miss WrestleMania. So you took the title off her. Now, granted, it works because you got that moment of Naomi winning the title in Orlando. But if you're going to do that, but you're going to let three years ago Ziggler sit home with the World Heavyweight title for 60 days after he got a concussion, why was Ziggler not stripped? Yeah. I've always said before, in WWE, title matches, title rematches are only used when they're convenient for the story. And as I've said before, oh, don't right forget now, everybody started with the, uni- the fact that nobody's got on a rematch for the Universal title. Right. And, and maybe for a year old in itself. I mean, I, I agree with the whole Lesnar thing, kind of, to a point. Mm. But, I mean, fans want their money. 
Leslie's a whole different animal, man. He, I mean, he does what he wants, what he wants. Perhaps they're doing it on purpose, too. Here's the problem. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, and and this is what this is what gets me. Like, they sit there and they bitch about ratings. They sit there and they bitch about views on the network, about live event venue. Okay, when you, I understand how big of a draw Lesnar is. I do, but the, but this is where they lose their value because what has Vince always said, even though the last couple of years have not shown that, what has Vince always said the most important thing going into WrestleMania is the title. Right. Okay? So now if the title is the most important thing in the company, what good is it that we're not going to see it until July? And and that's not a knock on Brock specifically. It's, you know... Look at what happened in 2014 when Brock was gone after after Night of Champion until the Rumble. Ratings were down, house shows were down, views weren't that great on the network. The title shows back up, your ratings tick up a tad, your house show revenue ticks up a tad, your network views tick up a tad. So you know what this is, and and, and especially with Brock, it's more infuriating with Brock because okay, you know what. You put the IC title on Miz tonight. Monday, he gets a phone call. Wow, they're offering me a chance to do this movie. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be gone for 45 days. All right, wish I would have known that three days ago, but all right, whatever. What's done is done. You can't control that. With Brock, you know what his deal is with dates. You know what this is. Same thing with Goldberg. Same thing with that piece of shit Dwayne three years ago. You know, you you know what these guys are doing. And you know what? You still put the title on them. That's your fault at the end of the day. So when people get pissed off, where the fuck's the universal title? Where's Rollins' rematch? Where's Owens' rematch? Where's this one's, where's Balor's rematch? And people get pissed. And the thing about Owens, too, was when when Owens lost the belt to Goldberg and the storyline of Jericho, I remember, like, one of the last segments that Owens had with Foley, Owens was like, oh, I can get my rematch whenever I want. I want Jericho right now. Well, there goes that rematch. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know? You can, um, you can do it the, the following night. Like, if you lose, okay, you get your rematch clause the next night. Well, Lucha they Underground does Yeah, but they would always start the show with whoever lost coming down and saying, I want my rematch. What, what, what Lucha Underground do does is when you win the title there and you lose, that's it. Like, Lucha doesn't have a rematch clause, so that makes it different. So far, they, no no universal champion has got a rematch clause. So maybe it, it was something that just maybe it just turned out that way. Maybe they'll just make it a gimmick. Maybe this will be the first world title in WWE history where there's just no rematch clause. But it's annoying Either because that or when, you know what they're gonna do? Well, they really can't because Goldberg's gone. Owens is on SmackDown. I was gonna say they would do it all in like one like multi man match, but you can't because the only yeah. guy right now is is Balor. Right, yeah. and you know when Lesnar loses this belt too. Whenever when he does eventually drop it, there's 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 going to be no rematch for that either. It's just going to just move on to the next person. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I think Vince will sit there, and I think depending on who it is, if it's Roman or whoever, I think Vince will make sure that that Lesnar title rematch happens. Well, maybe it'll be at Survivor Series. I just it'll can't see it being in a B show. It'll be on his it's farm. Good. I think it's going to be Balor or Bray. You could do Balor. I'd like to see Bray versus Lesnar. Mm-hmm. The problem is we've got to get through to next WrestleMania. 
Because I think you're not going to see, I think me and Chris have talked about this a bunch, that title is going to be tied up with these quote-unquote big monster guys probably until next April. Mm -hmm. You know, between Brock and Strowman and Roman and, and all this. So I think you have to get, once the title is secure on Roman, coming out of WrestleMania 34, and unfortunately it looks like that's what's going to happen, that's then when you can turn around and start saying, okay, you've got Balor, you've got Joe, you've got Rollins. Hopefully he's still relevant, you've got Wyatt. Who knows what the draft is going to show, shake up. Maybe you have AJ, whatever. Okay, what are we doing here? But I, like I said, me and Chris have discussed this a million times. I think until next WrestleMania, this is going to be a three, maybe four-man title picture. That's it. It's going to be a title picture full of monsters. Yeah. Joe, Strowman, Lesnar, Roman. Like Goldberg's even saying he'll come back if it makes sense. I could see them. If, if, if they don't want to pull the trigger on Brock Roman at SummerSlam, if they really want to keep them apart till WrestleMania, I could see Vince calling up Goldberg and saying, listen, why don't we book the rematch for SummerSlam? You're going to pay me? For rematch. Yeah. This is going off, but um, I know we were talking about ratings and stuff like that. Are, are they still having uh, wrestlers going on SportsCenter and stuff? No, they're no. doing it. They stopped doing it? Okay. Yeah. They were advertising it like the new day for WrestleMania week. They were having, you know, Goldberg on there and stuff. And that's the one thing that I was liking about Raw for like six weeks. They would advertise, okay, well, this person's going to be here next week, you know? So then people would tune in and it, it would mm-hmm. give better ratings. I like and to see uh, Goldberg. About, what's that? I like to see uh, Goldberg and Strowman. That would be money, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I, I, I could see them doing that. I, I could see Lesnar Goldberg at SummerSlam, and you know maybe one final. Mm-hmm. I, I you think, know, I think Braun and Roman are going to be tied together for a long time, no matter what happens on Sunday. And I could even see it being a case where Roman eventually costs Braun the title against Brock, and you kind of tease that interaction between Brock and Roman, I, I could see them maybe finally blowing off at SummerSlam or even Survivor Series. I, I think it's going to go on for a I, I could see Braun and Roman going on for a while. Any, anybody have any word on, like, Sting? What about Sting? He regrets I'm not in, facing it, Taker. That was the last thing I heard him say, like, a week well, ago. Yeah. They didn't I mean, have that freaking uh, great ball of fire or whatever the fuck. Well, he didn't have the Harper show. Know. You could put him in the rafters. Have yeah, well, I didn't know you know. No, I just didn't know if he was planning on having another match. I know, like, in his Hall of Fame speech says, I'm done from now, but that doesn't mean forever. So I didn't know. Like, I was watching that table for three, and you got that, the the new one, and you got Michaels and AJ sitting there with what, Nash. What's, what's going on with uh, Sting right now is um, – you know, my mom has been through something uh, similar. Uh, she had a fall earlier last year, and she hurt her spinal area. And when we were in the hospital, the doctor was saying that, you know, she had two choices. She could do back surgery or she could just rehab it. Um, the back surgery would heal it completely, but the doctor told us that if my mom had the back surgery, 
it would take a very long time and she wouldn't be able to take place in physical stuff anymore because my mom, she likes to go out and jog and stuff. Sting's injury is, is very similar where they were offering to give him neck surgery, but if, if he had the neck surgery, then at his age, that, that would be it. If he had neck surgery, that, that, that would be it, and he wouldn't be able to wrestle anymore. So instead of taking the neck surgery, instead, Sting elected to rehab it. When you rehab, it's like, you know, you do exercises, you do yoga. There's different, yeah. like, uh, clothes you can wear and stuff like that. So um, the problem with that kind of injury is uh, when you have an injury like that, it's not that they I can't clear you. They can clear you. But it's one of those things where the doctors would advise against it because a simple thing could make you just go out. Uh, yeah. Arn Anderson, the enforcer of the Four Horsemen, probably the most infamous story that, you know, involving neck and back issues was when he knew that his moment was done was he was at the WCW power plant and he was working out. And I think it was like Fit Finley or someone just, you know, saw him. It was like, oh, hey, Arn, you know, he just patted him in the back. And like when, when Finn patted him in the back, Arn just went total cold. Like he couldn't feel anything. He was completely paralyzed just from a simple pat on the back. And so if a pat on the back did that, imagine what like a bump in the ring would do. Like, you know, that could have been really, really yeah. bad. So yeah. when you're in a moment like that, it's like, what do you do? So it's the nerves. It's, it's the nerves. That's, that's what it is. I, I deal with that still. Like, from an orthopedic-wise, I'm completely healed. But where I still have my issues is my issues are vascular-related. My issues are nerve-related. And I'm, I'm coming up in August. It'll be two years since my accident. And they don't even know if I'm ever going to get, like, the nerves, like, back to where they were the, the day before my accident. But, yeah, that's what it is. It's, and it's the littlest thing, like, you know, like, I try uh, – even – basic activity sometimes it it really kills me like i my son's birthday was two weeks ago and we had a bowling birthday party for him and and i used to bowl not nothing crazy but i used to enjoy doing it and i went to go bowl and i couldn't even plant my leg down and when i did put my leg down like the nerve just shot up like you would have thought like i stepped on like a giant spike and that's how bad the nerves in my foot reacted when i went to plant down just to throw you know, not even a heavy ball. I figured not to throw a heavy ball. I think I had like a 12-pound ball. And you would have thought like I stepped on like a giant metal spike through my foot. And, yeah, it's it's the nerves. That's where the uncertainty comes from. Those The nerves are completely unpredictable. Sting yeah. wrestled really hard in that last match. I always gave him credit for it. The thing that got me was, you know, he shouldn't he, he shouldn't have taken that buckle bomb the fact that he took it shows how much he cares about the business. And after he took the two buckle bombs, he even did that, you know, where he went off the top rope and did the crossbody. He hasn't done that, like, since the Nitro days. Mm -hmm. um, if yeah. Sting can't wrestle anymore, that's unfortunate. But, uh, and, and I remember there was a period of time in, like, 2011, 2012, where Sting was, like, a GM on Impact. And he was a pretty good GM. Some of his best promo work was in, in Impact Wrestling. So, even if he can't wrestle anymore, I still think that there's potential money for him to be a future authority figure in WWE someday. So when this angle thing runs its course, and eventually it will, someone at some point will, there will be some storyline that will get Angle back into the ring by Mania next year. So when that's done, when that's done, and, and Angle's not a GM, when it's in the conversation, who's going to be the next GM? Or when William Regal eventually decides to leave NXT or retire indefinitely from an on-screen character, you're going to need a new GM authority figure. Mm -hmm. I think that Sting would be a great GM, whether it be for NXT or 
whether it be for Raw or whatever. He's still a very entertaining promo, and I'm just imagining, like, imagine, like, Sting cutting promos with Bray Wyatt. Imagine Sting cutting promos with Miz. Imagine Sting cutting promos with Ambrose. Like, that's still entertaining. Like, he's still a very entertaining person. To me, that's the sad part about Sting, because as he was getting ready to feud with Rollins, if you remember the authority had, like, the, the little statue of Rollins, and he put in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. He was starting to show, like, a tease of Joker's thing. little Joker's thing, yep. I, I, I want to end on this, and it, um, it's funny you brought up Sting, Justin. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I never brought it up. Do you guys think there's money, if WWE was to do it, like a Legends-themed, almost like a one-night stand type thing? What do you mean, like a tournament, legend tournament type thing? Not a tournament, just a a show where you get some of these older guys, like maybe like a Booker T, a Kevin Nash, Tommy Dreamer, you know, some of these guys who can still wrestle. You know, you get Sting to appear, you get Flair to appear. (laughs) They're not going to wrestle, obviously. You know, you get some of these older. No, 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 I'm not trying to be funny. You know, be called WWE ARP. No, but like. (laughs) Like a legends theme type show, like for one night, one night, you know, you do it on a network special. I watch it as long as Stevie Ray does the squeeze. I watch it. You know, do you, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, do you, do you think it could something like that could work for one night? Yeah, it could work. It could, yeah. Depending who you get. You got to mix it up, yeah. too, I think, with some old ECW guys and stuff, too. Yeah, you get, like, some feel. ECW guys, some WCW, WCW guys. guys. Yeah. You know, WWE, old WWE guys. And you kind of just – and plus you so, sprinkle in the appearances. Like I said, you get an appearance by Sting, an appearance by Ric Flair. Maybe the that's thing that what you bring Hogan back. The thing you that know? always got me about Sting that kind of, like, I'll never forgive Vince for this is, like, okay, if you don't want to do Sting Taker, as dumb as that is, fine. At least give us like a segment Something. or or yeah. a, a cameo. Like at WrestleMania 31, I was thinking maybe like Sting will maybe they'll do like a segment where like Sting's getting ready in the back and like as he's walking in the hallway, like you'll see like Taker's shadow or something. I remember like a long time ago that that one weird year when Triple H was on SmackDown, he was like walking down the hallway, the lights went out and then there was Taker. Like something like give us yep. a cameo something like you know you look at the marvel movies there's always like a cameo like in the post credits or something like give us something like at least let the fans see taker and sting on the screen even if it's just for 10 seconds like at wrestlemania 27 as bad as that was we saw rock and austin on the same screen in a segment for like 20 seconds like mm-hmm. at least give us that and this didn't even do that no. just like ugh. You know? You remember that remember that video thing when it was like Undertaker years ago? It was like a log cabin or whatever, and we thought it was like a sting was gonna be in that video. It was supposed or, to be sting. Or something. Yeah. It was, it was supposed to be Taker. It was, it was supposed to be and then back. Dixie that's the year he was all set to leave and Dixie turned around the last minute and said, I'll give you the title. And yeah. that's when he came back, he yeah. beat Jeff You're right Hardy. About that. That, Dixie Dixie that, oh, like sell her bib thing? to keep oh, the yeah. Yeah, it was literally like the, that was all meant for Sting. And oh, oh and was, that match too. You remember when Sting was leaving the ring with Jeff Hardy? He yelled something to Fan. He says, "I agree with you too." I wonder the if the fan yelled, yelled like, instead of went to WWE or something. No, I wonder what that no, fan said. I've seen that video. I think the fan, like one fan, yells like, "This is like this is bullshit," and he's oh, like, "I bullshit. agree." That's what he said. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering what the fan yeah. said. But yeah, no, that was all meant for Sting. And then at the last minute, Dixie was like, "What if I give you the title?" 
And he was like, all right. <laughs> that would have been the ideal time. Mania was in yeah. Atlanta that year. Atlanta was the home for WCW. So Mania 27 would have been, you know, I've talked about this with JCD before. Uh, Mania 27 is one of the most rebooked shows, like, for many wrestling sites. And for anybody, many... <laughs> who says, for anybody who says, well, what would Triple H have done? Triple H had the built-in match set with Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That 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 was supposed to be Sheamus, Triple H, and Undertaker, Wade Barrett. And obviously, if Sting would have came in, Undertaker, Barrett would have taken a backseat, but Triple H could have stayed working with Sheamus. So Triple H would have been fine. <laughs> I still I still don't know how freaking Triple H went over Sting at WrestleMania, but oh wait, a minute, Triple H, that's right. <laughs> He's the king of kings. Aaron just coughed very hard. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron just did. caught a major I, coughing I attack. But all right, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, Nate, Justin, thanks for. I'm glad we were able to bring both shows together. Uh, yeah, like Vince cool. McMahon, we should, we like Vince McMahon would say, "Let it be over." We should do this more we'll, often. You know, we'll, we'll do it like for together, the you know? next big show. I, I, like maybe we can do it for SummerSlam Takeover. I, I know, summer. I know, all four of us end up on Nate's show a lot, but you know, yeah, we can we can integrate it, mix it up a little, you know. Yeah. yeah, you were doing oh. a show. I said, screw it. You're doing a show at 3.30. I'm not going to do another show at 6. Fine. We'll just go together. <laughs> Who gives a crap? Yeah, that's you know? fine. It doesn't uh, matter. You know what? We're, right, we're, we're binding the forces to prepare for the battle against Uncensored. <laughs> oh, my God. I told Chris never seen that. Chris never seen Uncensored 95. I'm telling you, you got to watch that nasty boys, the Harlem Heat freaking concession stand fight. Chris, you've never seen easy. Uncensored 95? Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, not the full thing. I'll get to it. Oh, my it. God. You need to. You know what? You know what? I watched about five episodes of Iron Fist because of you, and we're uh, we're still not okay because of that. You, you go watch Uncensored '95. All right, yeah. fine. Justin Rhodes bladed and got fired at pay per view yeah. called Uncensored. Case yep. closed. How bad yep. it was. Come yep. on. Yep. All right, guys. Right. Take care. Okay, All right. Good rest of your weekend. Yep. You All right, later, guys. guys. Later. All right. Later.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.